I will ask you guys to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list, okay? That's a very important thing you guys need to do. That's how uh, we'll be able to communicate back and forward with you guys. Uh, Lola is sharing a ton of deals on HankStrange.com for Labor Day and all that coming up. Just go look for Lola's deals. Also, um, while you're spending all that uh, Labor Day cash, buy some patches. It'll be much appreciated. We've got two patches out there in that thing. So get those patches. Lola will be sending out a bunch of uh, these stickers to anyone who buys the patches. Isn't Lola selling that uh, HK parts kit Patrick's got? I don't um, know. Cold yeah, dead I mean, hands, my friend. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that you're talking about my HK parts kit. Uh, I don't know what anybody's talking about right now. <laughs> I so. had to get accosted by a homeless man last night to get that shipped out. So Okay. We'll, listen, we'll get into all that. We'll get into all that here. Let me press the button and get this going. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. Make sure you guys subscribe Lifestyle to the channel. Smash the thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. All right, we are live, guys. Let's see the jazz hands. Come on, get those jazz hands up there. I hope you have your big girl panties on. This is episode 633 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Our guests tonight, they're both special in, their, in the extra special way. Like, you know, that's yeah, but he's member. short bus special. Kind yeah. of thing. No, both of you. Yeah. <laughs> both of you. We've got Richard from BWE Firearms joining us. What's up, Richard? No, not much. Just yeah. hanging around. Yeah. Can I say you're looking extremely uh, handsome tonight? Very handsome. Good. Good. Well, looking. Thank you. Good looking man. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna be nice to him this whole show. You guys <laughs> probably don't even know why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we've got Babyface P, who I'm not gonna be nice to at all. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what he's up to over there. He's got some kind of video game controller. Yeah. He's just there being you a go. Video yeah. game controller. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, like we said, uh, we've got Babyface P. We got Richard. Uh, also, I want to do a big shout-out to Walther for sponsoring the show here. Shout-out to you guys. As you guys are coming in, smash the thumbs-ups. It's Friday. So, you know, we're going to have fun. It's Friday, right? Yep. Got to unwind. It's F around Friday. Is that what it is? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> Kathy Music Lover says, looking dapper, looking dapper. Is that me? Am I looking? Am I looking dapper? Is that Richard, babyface? You know, uh, I don't know, but I got my diapers on. You know, <laughs> that's always good. That's always good. Uh, DCG44 <laughs> says, Will drool for HK roller lock. There you go. Kathy Music Lover says, No panties on. All right, now it's a party. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Jen Champ Jr. says, uh, Hello to the peeps. Anybody want to feed me some grapes? No, this no, getting, that's where I draw the line. This is getting way too that's, weird way yeah, too quickly. That is where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's we've gotta have uh we gotta have some kind of limitations around here of uh what's going on. So what's up with you guys? What's going on? Patrick's trying to get drunk. Yeah, what are you drinking over there, babyface? What what are you drinking? Uh Hanalei? Hanalei Island IPA? It's good. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a Kona Brewing Company. <clears throat> Publix runs buy one, get ones on these every now and then, and Marley decided 
one day when she was at Publix that she wanted to partake in that buy one get one. All right, all right. It's the only kind of lay he's gonna get. Right. Stop. I gotta be nice right now. I have to. I have to hold it back. Trying to be nice. All the three shots. Torture you. <laughs> Yeah, he's that's weird for him, right? He has to be nice to everyone. He doesn't even know what to do with that. <laughs> he's like, oh man, I got it. So um, I, I don't know. I guess we haven't seen you most since Monday, babyface. And I know you got a story to tell. So should we just uh, jump right in there with babyface? This dude, this dude I know, bought fourteen full automatic MP5s and couldn't sell them, so he went. And cut them up into little pieces, and then sold all the pieces. And then I begged Hank like a like a small child, "Hey, I'm poor and I can't afford an MP5 parts kit, but there are two, and you should go buy two, and then let me buy one off you when I have the money." And somehow I suckered him into doing it. So there are two MP5 parts kits. One of them is currently in a box, in the mail, heading to BWE Firearms, who will professionally put his excellence on the. Uh, on the parts kit and turn it into a post. Well, no, it's just an SOT. SOT to SOC. It's just an SBR. It's going to be an SBR, an SBR. MP5. Mm-hmm. Not full auto, unfortunately. And that will be getting returned to Hank. And then uh, at some point, whenever I get the money to pay for this kit that's sitting on my desk and then pay for the parts and a couple extra tools that I need, uh, we'll be doing a video on it. I'll be doing a video on uh Turning the flat into a receiver, welding it, uh, everything that has to be done. So. What tools yeah. do you need? Yeah. yeah How, what, what kind of tools are we talking about here? The only trouble I'm having right now with the set me that I'm working on is um, straightening the receiver. I don't have a mandrel, an HK mandrel, to help kind of straighten the receiver out. So I'm doing it by hand, and it, it's a pain in the ass. If you have one, I will be there and borrowing it. <laughs> yeah. Are you so? This set me is it is a massive pain in the butt. Uh, I to had fix. one. Mm-hmm. I might have given it back to my buddy who gave it to me. Uh, I can get it though. That would be amazing. I could read. You're you're definitely going to be making videos on this, right? Are you going to make a video on just the parts that's cut up as it is right now? Like just a little talk, like hey, this is. I, I, yeah. I guess it's not a bad idea. I, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. I should have done a Friday quickie showing off what a parts kit looks like, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, I think that would be a good video, just a starter, so folks can you know yeah. get their input. I just, the problem is I don't want to I don't want to overpromise, knowing that it may take me a month or two to get the parts I need and get it because mm-hmm. I, I I need to make sure that it's paid for before I start buying additional things to build it plus a two hundred dollar well if you if you make i um, think hank huh go ahead i think hank will take a full gun (laughs) absolutely i can't lose (laughs) i mean just put my gun together it's going to be worth more yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's see parts kit full gun parts kit full gun take full gun you know but what i was what i was going to say about it though patrick is that um you know, it's like when you look at the, the – I look at a lot of car YouTube videos, right? And so when those guys get a salvaged whatever, let's say they go buy a salvaged Ferrari, they always make a video of that. Oh, look at this. Sal- yeah. This Ferrari was in a crash. We're going to fix it up. So, you know, it was that was kind of in a crash. It got cut I'll, up. I'll show you guys one of the features that comes with a parts kit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's for shooting around corners. I think it's for shooting around corners. So when you take it, you can By just kind of. By the way, this is not a functioning. For, so for anyone on YouTube looking at this, it's not a gun. Whatever makes it a gun has been gotten rid of. So, so look, so. when you when you go to aim around a corner, you just kind of go, uh, pop oh, it around that yeah. corner. You have and, it you all know, wrong. It's, it's for shooting out of trenches. <laughs> that, too. I didn't even think about that. You could aim it, like, you know, up over the trench. And, well, the, the Germans would be shooting back at us, I guess. So maybe, yeah. maybe I don't want to so do So if you guys want to see what they really look, this is also a toy. This is kind of close, right? This is kind of MP5-ish. This toy, Those aren't toys. Those are real and ex well expe- would be expensive. Yeah. What does this looks like an MP5, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, MP5K kinda. This is K-ish. K-ish. Yeah. I got two of yeah. these here. Let me. I haven't dual wheeled these in a long time. Hold on a second. Here we go, son. That's somehow gratifying. Hey, Hank, weren't you telling me that that's the MP5 that you were going to give Patrick? Oh, yeah. I'm it's possible. Talking about yeah. Once Hank's going to cut it up and, and I'm make being it not, uh, Yeah, I'm being cool with him until he finishes everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, wait, it's worth much more. That's what Lola said. Lola was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and let Patrick build my gun. That's all right. Yeah. See how he's not saying anything? Yeah. I'm writing a terse email back to a company oh. that I used to work for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the, the the whole thing about this is, I, I mean, to me, I think that the uh, MP5 is always top of the list. I don't know what you guys out there, what's top of your list, but it's top, it was top of mine. I guess yours too, well, right, Patrick? Well, you know, BWE and I talked about this. Mm-hmm. What is on the top of your list, Richard? What's Yeah, what's yours, Rich? Oh it boy. starts with W, and it may be sponsoring the channel right now. Oh, yeah, the, well, the yeah, they're sponsoring the channel. Yeah, um, absolutely. What is it? Uh, it's the uh, Walther MPK the Walther. or the MPL. I'll, I'll take either one. So okay. so there's a video out there from Gun Jesus talking about the MPK. He actually got his hands on one and got to shoot it. And basically, other than the wire stock, he's like, man, this thing's just as good as an MP5, like no doubt. Oh, it's much better. Really, much better. In certain design aspects, yes, you're right. <laughs> um, it's got like it's got kind of a wire stock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Has yeah. a slower rate of fire, but super manageable. It's open bolt, isn't it, Richard? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I so, can get this picture on the screen for the folks out there to show everyone what we're talking about here. So this is a there, oh, there's an stock. MPK wire stock. Yeah, there you go. So there's uh here. Hold on. Why is this not switching back? Switch back. Okay. I guess I got a. Uh, there we go. Show that again. I was. Uh, we were on the stock at the time. Boom. So why do you think? Why is this better? It looks cool. I'm not trying to say it yeah. doesn't look cool. It does look cool. Is it more uh, rare? What's the deal? Well, yeah, it's more rare, and actually, Walther, if I remember the story correctly. Mm-hmm. When the Germans wanted a new subgun, mm-hmm. Walther built the MPK. Mm-hmm. HK built the MP5, and they were both in the competition together. Oh, okay. Uh, so HK had better hookers and uh, cocaine. cocaine. Yeah, better hookers and blow. From <laughs> yeah. what I understand, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Walther didn't get the contract, even though the MPK is a better gun. It mm-hmm. just, you know, if you can't sell it to the government, mm-hmm. who the hell are you going to sell it to? They couldn't sell them over here mm-hmm. because it was after 68 or whatever. Okay. I can never remember when the the import ban on machine guns started. I think it was with the 68 okay. gun control. Mm-hmm. Um, we had two of them when I worked at Interarms. Okay, so you've shot, you've shot these before. Oh, yeah. We had an MPK and an MPL. Mm-hmm. And we used to – they were in the gun shop. Mm-hmm. Um in the gunsmith shop. So we used to take them at lunch and shoot them all the time mm-hmm. since we had free ammo and, you know, free guns and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Why not? That's yeah. That sounds awesome. So there, you, so you think it's a better gun than the, uh, MP5? I do. Okay. I mean, I, I would really have to sit down and probably shoot one in a sub gun match a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's what I do with subguns. Okay. Yeah. You know, so you're I'm, a sub sub I'm not competitor. In combat, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not an operator or anything. Mm-hmm. I shoot subgun matches. How does a subgun match work? What is that? Like, uh, I don't know if I've ever even seen it. I've seen the other uh, like two gun, three gun matches, but I've, yeah, yeah, it's it's almost the exact same thing. Okay. We do paper targets, we do steel plates, we do plate racks, we do all kinds of stuff. Okay. We just use subguns. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's we usually have like four bays. Okay. And we'll go through depending on the rate of fire of your gun. Mm-hmm. You'll go through three hundred to five hundred rounds. Hmm. Has um <clears throat> When's the last time you went to one of the competitions? Two months ago. Have things kind of slowed down since ammo prices have been going through the roof, or do most of the guys it doesn't really affect them? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the guys it doesn't. It kind of doesn't affect. Um, but yeah, we um, they're actually having a subgun match Sunday, which again I'm not going to get to go to. Um, but I think they've they've cut the number of targets by about a third. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You know. So um, who's like who's like the the top ranked subgun guy in America? Uh, in America? Yeah. God, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering. You know. Um. Oh, probably. Uh, Richard, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Richard Lage. Okay. Uh, Andy Blachek. Uh, you know, oh, you don't know Lage. Yeah. Lage. No. no, I don't uh, know. Do you know Patrick? Lage. If it's the same Lage, that yeah, makes. Yeah, uh, same Lage. Yep. Then yes, he oh. makes some very cool stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. His company oh. makes some very very cool uh, front ends for Mac 11s. Oh, okay. Cool. Dropping the guns. Dropping there the there guns. it goes. Yeah. <laughs> he got too excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, GG98K says, uh, is the MPK cheaper than the MP5? No, it's not. Okay. Because there's a whole lot less of them in the registry. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
because when they when they were shutting down the registry in when the hell was that 86 mm-hmm. everybody made crap loads of auto sears for the <laughs> hk yeah oh yeah 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 i mean i can't even imagine you literally just boop, 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 200 bucks and now it's 30 grand <laughs> yeah they were back then they were 75 bucks oh wow so dudes Plus, just have those tank. stored up like boxes of chocolate probably yeah. there's there's a guy that for a long time i don't know if he's still doing it had created a bunch of um a 1022 sears mm-hmm. and slowly mm-hmm. has just been trickling them out on the market to keep money coming in mm-hmm. but Morrell. he financed a bunch of them Morrell. is oh, that okay. the name what do those uh what do those go for 10 grand. Oh, wow. Yeah, something like that. Okay. They might be up a little bit. The last time I last time I really looked at a price for one of Norell's conversions, it was uh, I think 10 grand. Oh, wow. So back in the day, if a uh, MP5 was 75 bucks, what was that thing? Same thing? Probably wasn't much. Yeah. I think it was a couple hundred bucks or something. There's a lot more work in his kits. Oh, okay. His 1022 conversions than the HK Sear. If there was one gun, and I think we talked about this last time, if there was one pre-86 that I could go back and try to get my hands on, it'd be one of the, um, either the M2, the Browning M2 in um, 22 Magnum or the the 30 Cal in 22 by Tipman. Oh. God, I would I would kill to have one of those. Yeah, yeah. they're fun. Uh, yeah. By the way, smash the thumbs ups, guys. Smash those as you're coming in here. It really helps us out. You know, uh, Motorboater says Gunbroker has an unfired MPK for ten grand. Someone mm. look that up, Babyface. Mm. See if you can find that, and we'll throw it up here on the screen. If uh, Richard doesn't go right now and drop the the American. Well, well remember, board. Richard's an SOT, an 07 SOT. He can just get a parts kit and make it. He doesn't yeah. need to pay. Yeah. Oh, I I so, I'd buy a uh, so I'd were buy there, a sample. So were there was there anything out there on this? I mean, does it did they do civilian versions? Anything like that? No. No. It's a okay. sub gun. Okay. Hmm. There it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Pre-made dealer sample. Yeah. Someone unfired uh, new box. Hold on a second. Yep, that's it. Walther MPK nine him factory pre-made dealer sample. So they want. 10 grand for a non-transferable MPK. Yeah. That is that has to go to an SOT or a, a, a dealer, I guess, whatever, whoever could get it on their, uh, their any de- Any, like Hank, you could buy that. Oh, okay. For 10 and then if you get rid of your license, you get to keep it. Mm. Now, if, if you sell it after you get rid of your license or anytime you sell it, it's got to be sold to a dealer. To another, yeah, okay. It's, yeah. Interesting. What is... What's the difference? So, um, so there, from what I remember looking, there are like three categories of NFA of, of machine guns. There's yep. pre samples, total pre samples, yep. which are transferable to individuals. There are post samples, which are 100% have to go through uh, manufacturers, or you have to get a signed signature from your local law enforcement. And then there's this weird middle ground, which is like this, a pre-made dealer sample. What is that? What is a pre-made dealer sample? Okay, what you've got is you've got transferables, Mm -hmm. and that's anybody can buy them, as long as you can pass the background checks and spend the money. Then you have pre-samples, 
which are also known as pre-May 86 samples. Because in May of 86, they said, no new machine guns can be sold to individuals. Um, so, the, and at that time, they said any of the dealer samples that are already in the system can be sold to a dealer, no law letter. Okay. If, if the dealer is a sole proprietor and he goes out of business or gives up his license, he can keep it hmm. as long as he wants. When he sells it, it's got to be sold to a dealer. Then okay. there is the post samples. You'll see post samples or posting. And that is like, I'm a manufacturer, so I can make them all day long. <laughs> if, if I make an Uzi and Hank wants to buy it, because Hank's an SOT, mm -hmm. right? You're a regular dealer SOT, right? Yeah. yeah. He would have to get a letter from a police, from a law enforcement agency saying, we want to see a demonstration of this gun. And then he can buy one. It's a, it, for you, it's the same for you if you wanted to purchase a post sample, right? You can't yeah. just go oh, yeah. buying a post sample. Right. Uh, but you can make them all day. Yeah. Uh, so when you, I got when I got my license, uh, well, when I got my SOT, because I had my manufacturing license for years before, I talked to him and I said, OK, I want an M16. I mean, I don't really want one, but you got to have one here, mm -hmm. you know. And they said, OK, you can make one or you've got to get a law letter. I don't understand that. And I said, wait a minute, I can make them and stack those bastards up like cordwood and have 10,000 of them in my garage. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. But I can't buy one. <laughs> no, nope, you can't buy one. It doesn't make any sense. They, it, what the uh, hell is that? Yeah, that, that is ridiculous. It's called the law. Yeah. Lure. The ATF makes no yeah. sense. Uh, by the way, Dirtfoot Racing, that's Walter out there. Everyone that you see Dirtfoot Racing, go follow Dirtfoot Racing. He says 175 bucks. I think he's talking about the price of the 1022. Uh, oh, auto is that series. what they were yeah, back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. It makes me so mad. I have my uh, a cousin of mine who's a, I guess he's like a third cousin. He's an adult cousin. He's my mom's first cousin. So they're the same age, uh, 50 mm -hmm. something. Um was totally into guns pre-86 and doesn't own any machine guns. And I was just like, what is wrong <laughs> with you? What is wrong with you? I would have bought anything I could get my hands on at the time if I had the money for it. I, I Maybe just everyone back then did it, you know. Nobody, nobody gave yeah. a crap, I guess. 200 bucks was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah 86. A Mac was 75 bucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the transfer was 200. And then yeah. think about this for anybody listening. A used it, car it, could be two, three hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, then uh, you had to feed the goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a little cheaper too. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. um, Not back for, then. It wasn't. Ammo wasn't wasn't too bad in the in the eighties. Ammo. Bend over. Really? It was that. Oh, ammo yeah. was that bad in the eighties. 
Yeah, because now you got all these, you know, military contractors making this goddamn two, two, three, and nine, and everything else. Um, there was no such thing as that. So there weren't as many companies out there manufacturing. No, you wanted two, two, three. You bought Remington yellow and green box twenty yeah. rounds of two, two, three for what? 20 bucks, 25 bucks, really? 40 okay, so bucks, whatever the hell it was. Two, two, three, five, five, six was expensive yeah. then. There yeah. was no such thing as five, five, six. So that was getting in the way of, really? of beer and pizza money. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess man. you were, what was he, 20 something at the time? So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, plus he had to go to Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, God. And it was those damn late fees getting you again. <laughs> no, wait. Yeah. Was there even a Blockbuster in the, in the like, uh, mid 80s? So. 80s, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I oh, yeah. okay, I thought they started sometime in the late No, they were around in the eighties. Yeah. They were around in the Yeah, 80s. when I was in high school there was Blockbuster. But there were a lot of like local video stores. Yeah, too. little mom and pop video shops yeah. where you went into the back and all the porn was back there. Yeah. They had the beads. They had the yeah, beads. They curtain. had the beads. You had to go the yeah. I've never so that's something that my generation will never experience. I've never experienced that before. But I've always heard about it. I've always um, heard about it. or you would go to like there were some shops that you could go to that like the front of the shop, there was candy and whatever. Yeah. And then in the back of the shop were all the porno mags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so crazy. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, you know, we didn't really look at it as crazy, but um, Dirtfoot Racing says the receiver on the MPK doesn't lend itself for rewelding very easy. No, they're they're a pain in the ass to reweld. Really? Oh yeah. They're yeah. they're. They're rough. Yeah. And Pixamite says, I didn't have the money back then. People didn't. That's what I've what always What was heard. minimum yeah. wage in the 80s? I thought it was like three bucks. Uh, for if I can remember. Uh, something yeah, like, like three, three something. Yeah, three something yeah. an hour. Just imagine that. Because I remember yeah. I was making that minimum wage. Yeah. My parents, uh, so so uh, my, my parents have all these stories when they were kids. Dad had all these cars that back in the 70s, he was like, I could have bought this for, for nothing. I could have bought this. Yep. And now they're mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a original, what, 67 or 69 Cuda mm -hmm. is worth $100,000 now if in good condition. Mm -hmm. um, and the same was with the house. My parents, my mom the other day was like, oh, yeah, there was this house on the south side of Tampa on Bayshore that we looked at buying, but we just didn't have the money for. And now it's like $1.25 million for the house. Yeah. But you just back then might might have been well I, I'm not sure about Florida but could have been twenty grand. I think it was something yeah. like that, and then yep. and then this one was like thirty five grand, which was a a hell of a premium. Mm -hmm. And then think looking at it today, it's a million and a half or whatever. And but it's it's the same thing. It's like I well I just don't I didn't have the money. Yeah, yeah. Looking at even for me buying guns, the the, the kick in the ass for me was Mosin Agants. I should have bought a bunch of those stupid. Things because they're now people are asking like three hundred bucks for one. Yeah, mm -hmm. in the mid nineties, mm -hmm. at Inner Arms, we brought in sixty thousand Smellies. Oh, and were they, they were selling sixty-five bucks a piece. Oh, those things are such SMLEs are so expensive. Yeah, uh -oh. and it's like I saw the price of one recently. I damn near shit myself. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, what are you kidding me for that thing? You know those old shit Nagant revolvers that were brought in in 2008? Yeah. Uh, they were asking like 65 bucks or 70 bucks for one of those things. They dried up. I have I've seen somebody 
asking and receiving like three hundred or four hundred dollars for one of those stupid things. Yeah. They're not good revolvers. They're shitty no. revolvers. Yeah. Well, uh, the the MPK. They, I didn't have the money. I didn't have the money at the time yeah. to just you know load up on guns. Yeah. The MPK. If I had gotten to inner arms a few years earlier, they had I could have. I could have bought the post sample they had or the pre sample they had for um, two hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Kathleen Music Lover says my first house was 25k. Yep. Sold it for 180, and that was a while back. Yep. Yeah, um, it's called inflation. And so something interesting: if mm-hmm. if there are people in the chat that aren't uh, that are new to the NFA world, the tax stamp is a tax. It's not a fee. Mm-hmm. So it's been consistent since it was put in in 1934. Mm-hmm. So. Think about us complaining about a two hundred dollar tax now. Two hundred bucks is yeah, it's nothing to scoff at. It's it's a little easier it's to come by. It's still money, but yeah. Think about nineteen thirty four. Nineteen thirty four. I think with inflation today is like six grand. It's like mm-hmm. six thousand dollars. Yeah, you were a baller in nineteen thirty four if you could drop two hundred dollars. But but you know what? You could go buy you could go buy dinner at a nice restaurant probably for twenty five cents. You know what's funny is they did it mm-hmm. as always. The the NFA, the ATF, did that to help uh, to help fight criminals, to, to fight uh, all of the mobsters in uh, in Chicago at the time. Keep the keep a, the people no, out of did. it. Yeah. You think they gave a rat's ass about uh, an NFA tax stamp? Come on. The 1934 Gun Control Act was supposed to get rid of machine guns, short barrels, AOWs. Yes. And Pistols, handguns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Handguns were on the 34 Gun Control they, Act. They argued it out right before it got approved or something, right? Yeah, because it was not going to pass, so they yep. had to pull handguns off. Yep. Imagine if handguns had gotten on. But, but they sold it as an anti-crime bill. Oh, right. it gets the criminals. And it's like, well, fuck it's me. the same thing they're doing now. Exactly. Yeah, just imagine, we're going to ban all this stuff, mm-hmm. and the criminals will turn in all their stuff. Just yeah. imagine Nancy Pelosi right now trying to set what it will cost you to get that stamp. Just 10, imagine 000. Nancy Pelosi sitting in her private exclusive hair salon, hair salon. getting a blowout <laughs> and whatever else. You know, you thinking, do what everybody else does. Did you, get say a, she was, did you say she was given a blowout? I don't know if I want that. Yeah, getting. I said getting. I, 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 don't, getting. I don't want any Talking part of about that. Hair, that sounds awful. Hairdresser. You know you do, Patrick, you <laughs> yeah. sick son of a bitch. You got to take your dentures out first. Yeah. Uh, Dirtfoot Racing says, Patrick, you missed out on the old school shotgun news full of parts kits. Yep. That's what used what? to happen in the olden days. The shotgun, shotgun news. news. Yeah. Explain that to him, Rich, if you can. What's shotgun news? I don't, yeah. He doesn't even know what shotgun news is. You don't is. even know what shotgun news is? No. Was that like oh an old magazine? <laughs> they were still was, around up till a couple years ago. Yeah. It was a magazine. It was like newspaper print. Okay. And it was probably about yay big. Mm-hmm. And it came out three times a month. And it was... I don't know, maybe that thick, you know, oh. half inch thick. Mm-hmm. Nothing but guns and gun parts and and I know surplus what, crap and I know what I would be pooping to back in the eighties then. Yep. That would be on top of the toilet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was, you know, you could place an ad in there, you know, for trying to sell stuff, trying to buy stuff, whatever you wanted. You know, it was the internet 
pre-internet. You, yep. you know what's funny? Walter texted me today. Uh, he was picking up some stuff from Brownells, and he 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 texted me. He was like, "There's still some simple pleasure to just thumbing through a Brownells catalog, like <laughs> yep. actually looking at every item in that Tactile. catalog." Going, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah. cool. I'd like to have that. Smelling I the hate, bonded paper. Yeah, I hate their their website. You do? It's old. Absolutely it's hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me the catalog. Every time I can find it in two minutes in the catalog, <laughs> I'm looking for the same thing on their website. Six hours later, I'm still trying to find that part. That's what Walter was complaining about today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, th- listen, when we had Pete Brownell on, he said that when they were going to start the website, um, that you know there was a big there was big arguments about that, saying that hey, no one's going to. No one's gonna buy anything on this old website-y thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nobody's gonna use that stupid thing. Everybody <laughs> wants the catalog. Yeah. So, but they have kept both around, right? Uh, you know yeah. what's funny? Now, it's like it is like pulling teeth for me to get Marley to place a phone call with anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, we want pizza. You better. You're, I'm gonna starve before I get Marley to place a phone call. She won't do it. She mm-hmm. just won't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kids nowadays don't want to talk on phones. Oh, she hates it. Having conversations is too much. With real people, It's not yeah. efficient, yeah. Um, Night Train says, I could have had a brand new Colt Python for 600 bucks back in 1980 when talk I lived in St. Talk about an I love my Python, but seriously, talk about an overpriced revolver. That thing is ridiculously overpriced mm. at the moment. Yeah, I was buying them for 250 bucks when I was in gunsmith school. And, and that, but that was expensive at the time. Like that was a premium uh, revolver, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Two fifty was yep. expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, and all the things I bought that I should have kept that I didn't. Yeah. So we all have those. I I have one gun so far that I can think of that I wish I would have kept. Um, I bought a uh, one of the surplus high powers that came in. Browning High Power. It's a Belgian model, too, that came in uh, 10 years ago, eight years ago, probably, for like 300 bucks. I had some yep. nice rosewood grips on it. Ah, oh, beautiful gun. And something came up, and I was like, I want this new toy. So I'm going to sell this and buy this other thing. And to this day, I regret that is the one pistol, one gun so far that I regret selling. I still got mine. Oh, I love those guns. They're so good. Mm-hmm. I did sell a. Uh, uh, Browning high power, what is it, the the T model or whatever the hell it was, the commercial model. Oh. Never fired. Okay. All, it had eight rounds fired through it when wow. I bought it. Because I, I got the box of ammo he bought with the box with the gun. And never shot it. Or pop, pop, and, pop, pop, and done. Yeah. And the receipt for the ammo and the gun. <laughs> and there was eight rounds missing. Yeah. Um, I don't have those kind of stories. Like the oh. the gun, I I regret selling. Like I regret selling my five seven pistol. Yeah, and my PS ninety for that matter. Well, see, the good thing is you can still get it. Yeah, and yeah. My thing now is if I win, I'm not going to say if. I should say when I go and purchase myself a new Browning High Power. I'm going to go balls to the wall and get the one. Uh, what is the Inglis where you can put the stock on it? That's yeah. not an SBR. By the way, if anybody's watching, those Eng- the Inglis, the C96, the Luger, and 
uh, I think those three are exempt from the NFA. You can put these if stocks you on. you have the original stock. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, supposedly, they flipped on that a year ago. But you they, know how the ATF is. Okay, they have been flipping on that since 1968. Exactly. <laughs> back, so, and, who knows? back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've had an ATF agent here look at my uh, broom handle. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not the original stock. And I just looked down and I said, well, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's What's it's true. It's true. You know? the, the receiver was designed to take it. Like, what's it matter what the piece of wood is that goes on it? Yeah. It, it, stupid. But yeah, so if anybody out there, Inglis High Power, you want to buy me a birthday present, they only go for about eh, 1200 bucks, 1400 bucks. They're not horribly overpriced yet. Okay, I think he's talking to you, Hank. Uh, no, he can't be talking to me. Because <laughs> no I know he ain't talking to me. <laughs> I didn't even hear what he said. <laughs> uh, Len Holt says, and this is in regards to the Brownells thing. See, there's this thing called search. It's a remarkable tool that most websites have. Yeah, but it I'm going to add invented by the Egyptians. Huh? It doesn't work on the Brownells site. <laughs> you know the most frustrating thing that literally took me many uses of their site to realize was a thing. Mm -hmm. On most websites, most UI designs, when you start going to the next pages, the page numbers shift. So like when you go to page five, page five is no longer the last button on the end. It shifts to the middle and then you get page six and seven. You go to seven, you get eight and nine. Brownells doesn't do that. Their website doesn't do that. You go to page five, and it's the last number. And then there's nothing else. There's just a next button, a little arrow. So for the longest time, I would look for things on their website, go through five pages, and then go, oh, fuck, that's all they got? Really? That's all you guys got? I can't? Okay. Until I one day accidentally clicked that and was like, uh, holy shit, there's page six. I can continue <laughs> You can keep looking yeah, at I mean, stuff until you're like <laughs> 70 years old. You know what? Yeah. I think that they, I think they, did um, Did Pete talk about that? I can't remember. I think they were talking about that they're going to upgrade that site. Yeah, they're, you know. sooner or later yeah. they'll upgrade but they're, it. I mean, but they're talking about upgrading it at a point when nowadays uh, companies like that, their website should be like a platform. Yeah. You should literally go in there. You can easily search for stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, they, you should be looking at videos of things that you're interested in. You should be able to talk to your buddies on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, takes time. takes time for uh, for people to get up on that, I guess. You know what Brownell should do? They should have a little old man sitting over there in the office somewhere that old crotchety dudes could call up at Brownell's. And yeah, he goes he through the catalog and talks to you like, oh, son. I think they do. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I, yeah. I've heard that there are some gun companies that like having those type of people as their phone guys. Because mm -hmm. there there are people that want to call up and just talk guns. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I want to buy this. Well, maybe not quite that one. What about this? And, like, mm -hmm. that's all they want to do is talk to customer service about buying stuff and not actually spend any money. Yeah. yeah. Dirtfoot Racing says the thing about the catalog is it's a mind jogger. Oh yeah, I need that thing. I didn't realize yep. I needed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's just it. You just sit there and start on page one, and just start going through it. Do you guys? When is the last time that you have? Forget even doing a phone purchase. 
When's the last time that you did a like a mail-in purchase of something? Mail-in? What the hell? What are you talking about? Where, like in the in the old catalog, you right. could like there was a page yeah. where you go, I want you one of this. Check. You fill out a order of, form. Yeah. It, okay. I think I did I'll that tell you the last time I did that. Uh, maybe 1980 something. I was gonna say I think like 1995 when I was a kid, I put in a mail order for something. Does yeah. does doing it in uh, an email count? That's the modern thing. version, I guess. <laughs> Kind of I mean, do they I still, email orders? I still do that all the time. Do they really? Who? Yeah. You talking Brownells or just other people do mail? Just other pe- other companies. Mm-hmm. My um my. You know, hey, I op- need uh, I need this. You know, mm-hmm. send it to me. Back mm-hmm. back when things were people were reliable and you could trust that you would get paid. I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see here. So Y and H. I think uh, has a statement that uh, my brain works like this. He says, I start on page 472 and go backwards. Yeah. My brain is like that, too. If I pick up a magazine, I start at the end and I go. Yeah. Sometimes in Brownells, sometimes I go to the, what is it, the yellow section? Yes. And just work either way, you know? I've never looked at the Brownells catalog ever. Hey, do you think like they hide the better stuff, the back of the catalog? I don't know. My brain is crazy like that. I start at the end of stuff. And well, they go, used to. I don't know if they still do. They the last couple of pages mm-hmm. was just released stuff. I mean, oh, so stuff, they do. Yeah, they do stuff, hide the good stuff at the back. Stuff that they got in too late to to put in the normal place in the catalog so they just take the picture and throw it in the last couple of pages uh-huh. uh, uh, okay. Racing says like the nickel stripper I ordered today let the wisecrack start now yeah <laughs> Axis and get, says better than, better than a penny stripper yeah <laughs> you can't get a you can't get a stripper to do anything for a nickel nowadays nickel, like Cardi man. B man did he say nickel yeah. or nipple <laughs> whoa <laughs> Um, the nickel nipple stripper. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's, I don't know. Pretty soon they'll just have put put a chip in your brain. Nope. You know? Nope, 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 nope. Did you, speaking of this, did you watch the uh, Elon Musk thing from last week, no. Hank? Nope. No. Why you know what? Well, I'm, not, I'm not letting anyone chip my brain. Did yeah. you, do you know what's going on? Do you I know, know he's, he's trying to chip people's brains. They have pigs. So at this expo thing that they were showing off, uh, they have pigs that they run these wires into their brain, mm-hmm. little microfilaments, picking up um, uh, neuron uh, neuronal brain activity to see what is like what's exciting them, what's this and that. And the plan that they're talking about is, yeah, we'll have robots where we can just implant that in your brain, and then we can just directly beam it into your head. And that's not going to happen. <laughs> Elon's gonna have to figure out how to take over the world first and force us to do that. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's working yeah. on it. I know some people are gonna do it. I get it. Oh, yeah. Did oh, there's you... gonna be a lot of people. The, anyway. the coronavirus, the coronavirus chip thing. There are already people lining up to get chipped so they can prove, oh, yeah. I don't have coronavirus. Yeah, whatever. You know, well, it's like when everybody's like, oh, you know, they can track everywhere you go. Well, how can they track everywhere you go? Well, your phone. Mm-hmm. Turn yes. it off. Or how about you leave it at home? Yep. You have to. If you what? don't want people knowing. What? How? You leave your phone at home? How, how can you do that? You know, what are you, a jackass? Just leave it at home. I 
So I don't know. I, I, can't, so... I can't hear the words coming out of Richard's mouth. Uh, was he talking about leave your phone at home? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't kind of crazy talk. So... I am so conditioned to have my phone on me that I I feel uncomfortable if I get yeah. go out of the house without it. Yeah, my phone wait, and my gun. Wait, my phone and my yeah, gun. Wait until you get older. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be sitting there for an hour out, you know, out doing errands, and you'll go to reach for your phone. Where the hell's my goddamn phone? Uh, I left it at home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, see. It's all conditioning. You know, it's all conditioning. And if uh, if you've been doing it for a long time, yeah, it feels like wait, where is this thing? No. Need it. Yeah. I've only ever done it. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Okay, those people are having a little go at me. Kermit Loves Bacon says, Hank reads books backwards. No, if it's a novel, no, I'll read that from front from the front to the back, of course. Come on, <laughs> he just jumps right in and says, oh, I, I know how it ends now. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bolas says, wait, Kermit, Hank can read. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you read this? There you go. Read those numbers. Um, and then Jade Grew says, your phone still tracks you, even turned off, unless battery is completely dead. Yep, that's why you leave it at home. Or put it in a yeah. put it in a lead-lined bag. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, I think they made that law, that was a while back that they made that law, right? Where the phone companies can't uh, allow you to turn off the, the chips and all that kind of stuff to track you, so... There you go. There you go. Um, let's see here. Uh, well, you, want, you guys want to go into some news? Sure. Go into some news stuff. What big news stuff has uh, caught your attention? They caught the uh, they caught that Antifa dude. No, they didn't they, catch him. They didn't catch his ass. ass. They lit his ass up, yeah. made him Swiss cheese. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I see this. This is in the Daily Mail from England. Uh, exclusive. I wouldn't say this counts as bad news. Sister of Portland Antifa gunman reacts to his death after he was shot dead by marshals. As she voices concern, he'll become a martyr and an excuse for more violence and protests. So she she doesn't excuse his behavior is what it sounds like? No, she doesn't excuse his behavior and she said he was freaking nuts. Um, I watched a couple of his in interviews. He seemed freaking nuts. Yeah. I, so there was an interesting thing uh, I was reading on 4chan last night where somebody posed I, I a question. So you guys are reading – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me go back to this. You guys are reading that – because it sounds weird to me. She says, I wouldn't say this counts as bad news. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Uh, he's dead. She doesn't she does feel as bad news that he's dead. Yeah, but she also says she, – yeah, she also voices concern he become a martyr and excuse yes. for more violence, which is, I think, what he wanted, right? Well, yeah. I think that's she, what these guys She wanted. was a – she was afraid that the prayer boys or whoever the hell those proud yahoos boys. were proud. No, not the proud boys. The prayer oh, guys who were patriot prayer. Patriot mm -hmm. prayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was afraid that those guys were going to go hunt him down and kill him. So he would become a martyr. Oh. She was happy that the police killed him. Mm -hmm. So he's not a martyr. Mm hmm. Okay. And, and the guy, um, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Hole, I guess is how you pronounce that. That guy yeah. uh, did some kind of interview with Vice, you know, where he yeah. said he was trying to defend himself. Which, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you can you can hear in the video if you look at if you look at the video, you can hear them saying, "Oh, we found two two of those guys over here, right?" Or what was it? Two Trump guys or whatever There's, it is over here. Yeah. 
There's well, also there's another video out there of him um, as the uh, the parade of cars is going by, and there's a bunch of trucks and people yelling and throwing shit mm-hmm, at each other. Mm-hmm. He's standing on the he's standing right behind one of the bumpers with his hand in his jacket, this like, zipper pocket, like, and he keeps going to like pull, and then he like pulls himself back, and he's to me he was ready for something, and there was no threat to his life in those instances. No. He thought, well, his sister also said he always makes the bad a bad decision. And then after he makes the bad decision, he tries to come up with some plan to justify it. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like if you look, I know for me, looking at um, looking at that interview on Vice, there was nothing about that guy. Like, I, it just, yeah, I, I agree with what you just said, right? It seems like they went out there. They wanted to get, you know, they wanted to get someone. Maybe they're trying to get revenge for something or whatever. And they were looking for who they can, who, who they can take out. And they were prepared for all of these things to happen. You know, uh, so. different from, like, Kyle Rittenhouse, these guys did that, ran away. Right? So they, like, took off and went into hiding. Uh, yeah. didn't turn him, they didn't turn themselves in or anything like that. And then he's out there doing interviews. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, and it sounds, if you listen to his interview, like, like he, he wants to kick off a civil war, right? I think Absolutely. that's what they said his last words were before, you know, when he bit the bullet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I, I really don't. No, I'm people, not. you know, there were there were people trying to make claims of like, oh, well, now you're on the side of extrajudicial killing. And it's like, well, if he pulled a gun on the cops, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of cops defending themselves, of course. Yes, actually, if I he am. Was, I uh, if, if he did that in self-defense, then what's he worried about? Why not just say, turn yourself in or when they catch up to you, like, hey, take me in. I know it was self-defense. I'm all good. So, he was just talking like, oh, he, the, the guy, they were going to kill a person of color. I don't know what. Yeah, he made shit up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the interesting thing that I was reading last night that somebody was pondering is, what happens when a dude like that goes to prison? So, so the the thought experiment is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is, from what I understand, when you go to prison, you have to gang up with your, with your group. Whites go with whites, blacks go with blacks, mm-hmm. Hispanics go with Hispanics, with the yeah. Mexican mafia, yeah, the, all the that. The white happens. groups tend to be what, like neo-Nazis or something? Yeah, typically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happens when this dude shows up in prison with a a, a like black power symbol on his neck? Mm-hmm. How does that happen? How, how do you, like, I know, I don't imagine any group would want to deal with him. You no, wouldn't they, fit turn in with into, they turn him into everybody's bitch. Probably that would be my guess. So yeah, I don't know if that was even considered, but he went out in a blaze of blaze of glory. It feels to oh. me like it feels to me like he was, he, you know, he was looking to do something and become a martyr or whatever. I um, I think so. No, I think yeah. I think he was, yeah, I think he was hoping for that. Yeah, um, just like when we talk about Black Lives, which I've spoken to people about that in the past few weeks here about Black Lives Matter being co-opted. Um, you know, pretty much you have this whole thing co-opted by people who are just looking to burn stuff down and create problems. And it's not representative of, uh, regular people out there, whether it's black people, white people, or anyone else, you know? Black Lives Matter, originally, I still don't necessarily think that I agree with them originally back in 2015 when they started taking off. I I, I don't know that I necessarily have ever agreed with their, their 
ideas. They've been a terrorist group since day one. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's gotten more. It's gotten worse now to the point where it's not even about black people anymore. It's about it's about Marxist ideology getting pushed. That's it. Yeah. That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. Which is what's that have to do with anything? Like it's a bunch. It's a bunch of little white trust fund girls. Yeah. Predominantly. Yeah. You know, and there's there's a number of people in the background pulling all the damn strings. I absolutely agree with that. I have. I don't think it has anything to do with helping black people any longer. Personally. No, it never did. Um, never. If, yeah. If it had to do, uh, obviously, there's there's issues or things that people want to deal with in America and that black people want to deal with. But I don't believe that black people want to burn down America. I, no, and I definitely don't. don't believe that they want to burn down their own cities and their own. No, they sure as hell don't want to burn down their own neighborhoods. Yeah, you know. You know. So, and when you look at these things, you just don't see that many uh, black people out there doing this thing. You just don't because see blacks it. aren't that stupid. Yes, it's it's the antifa types that are the the dumb ones out there burning shit to the ground. Yeah. yeah. What you have is some people, and you know, we've said it before, I think we said it in that uh, snippet that we put up somewhere, people got <laughs> mad. You got a lot of simps. You got, there's a lot of simps out there that, that are just... That snippet where people, people thought, I, that one guy that was like, oh, are you saying that black women shouldn't be dated? And I was like, no, of course not. I was saying commies shouldn't be dated. You don't want to, you don't want to date a commie woman. That has nothing to do with your skin color. Come on. Yeah. Oh, um, the any, comment any, section in there was hot. Yeah, when you're dealing, look, anyone, any... Anyone who's out there trying to burn down, loot, destroy things, they're not leading you in a, in a good direction. No, no. And yeah. like we were yeah. talking about that night, these types of groups uh, thrive on bringing in, I'm going to say sociopaths mm-hmm. that are looking to cause violence and then giving them the pass and saying, ooh, there's that guy out there. He was the one that wronged you. You should go cause violence against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. they need to be exterminated. Yeah, but you plain do, and simple. You do have a bunch of you do have a bunch of like soy boys out there who are very lonely, you know, and basically they're just trying to impress people. We've seen it like over and over and over again. I I think there are a bunch of of male simps trying to impress female commies. Absolutely. Yeah. Then then they need to go with the whole. I mean, that's been a thing with feminism as well for the last, uh, like, third-wave feminism for the last, what, it's been six or seven years since it's, like, blown up. You got the male feminists that are, like, simping for the women to try to, like, get get kudo brownie points sort of thing. I I had enough of that feminism shit in the 70s. (laughs) That was, what, second wave? With my mom and my sister and, you know, (laughs) it's like... Look, burning bras. You know, when when they would sit there and they say, "Well, a gentleman holds the door for a woman. A gentleman pulls the chair out for a woman." I looked at him and I said, "Okay, you want feminism. You want equal rights, right?" "Yes. Open your own fucking door." <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't open the door for him just out of principle. Yeah. Yeah. You got to decide what you want. You got to decide what you want. Yeah. And we we have to learn how to value each other. You know, and people have to bring things to the table. We have to make each other better. So in relationships, if you're if you're in a relationship with a woman and she's trying to help you to be better, which, you know, this is this this happens and you can realize this. Right. The things that are happening to make you better. You realize that that's, you know, you work with that. Right. You you move forward with that. If you're in a relationship with a woman that's trying to get you to burn stuff down. 
you know, and, and hurt wrong. people and destroy things and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you don't know any better than that, well, you know, you're you're lost to the world. You know? So I just got reminded of this. Have you guys seen? Let me make sure this is. Yes, this is what I thought. Have you seen the crazy stuff going on in Australia? Around what? Reminding, uh, basically, it just is a reminder that they have. This is what happens when you have no constitution, no freedom of yeah. speech. When you're posting on Facebook and you're getting arrested. People getting arrested for, yeah, you post something that they don't like on Facebook. It, it, this yeah. has been a topic in the last uh, couple days, I think, of yeah. multiple instances of people saying something that some government official, I guess, doesn't like. So the cops come and either serve you a search warrant or arrest you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? But they don't, they don't have a constitutional free speech. They don't have unregulated constitutional freedom. So when they, when they arrest you, what are they doing with you? I, I don't know. I, I haven't. Uh, yeah, what are they, like a free speech jail? Like what kind yeah, of jail? What? I don't know. Jail jail. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think I that kind of thing happens in England also. It does. It does. About. Yeah. I think that kind of thing going, is going down it's over there. It's scary because we take our God-given rights to free speech for granted 100%. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I definitely do. I don't think about the – the stupid crap I put on Facebook because to me it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. there are first world countries where you can't, you have no right to free speech. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody that doesn't know that needs to go spend a year or two in another country. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what country. Yeah. What? Yeah. Canada. You know, England. Oh God, Canada. Europe, the- anywhere. Trudeau, wow. Trudeau making his his anti gun move at like yeah. midnight on a Tuesday a couple months back. Yeah. Did you guys tank? Did you did we ever talk about that? Um, I can't remember if we talked specifically about that, but I remember talking about Trudeau and his nonsense. Yeah. Trudeau, the the government is basically shut down. There's no Congress or anything or whatever they call their Congress. Parliament. Parliament. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so thank you. So Parliament's out. They, they out. Belong to England. Shut down. Uh huh. Because of COVID, and Trudeau just goes, okay, well, I'm making an executive order. These all 15 or whatever of these weapons can't have these anymore. Yeah. 1,500 guns. 1,500 yeah. by name. Can't yeah. have them anymore. By name. Yeah. Uh, Night Train says they arrested an Australian dude because he announced that he was joining a protest against their lockdown. Yeah. They also uh, arrested an Australian pregnant woman in front of her toddler children and took her to prison. Because she made a comment on Facebook, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get. But and, and there, it's scary because there are instances of that of leanings towards that here in the states. The mm-hmm. guy that I was telling you about that bought, uh, I, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, of a guy that went online and bought a whole bunch of diesel uh, oil filters. Mm-hmm. The ATF showed up at his house and was like, "Yeah, what are you doing with those oil filters?" And he's like. I work on fucking diesel trucks. What do you want yep. from me? And but he went. He actually took the ATF around back and was like, "Here's my shop. I work on diesel." I would have been like, "Get the fuck off my property. It's none of your yeah. business what I bought diesel filters for." Yeah, I would have put a bullet in them and buried them in the neighbor's backyard. <laughs> good, good luck. I think they'd be looking for that ATF yeah. agent later. <laughs> yeah, Richard's not long for this world. Oh, make God. sure you make sure you uh, finish my HK first, Rich. Yeah. Just say, hold on a yeah. second. I got some. <laughs> well, I gotta build this. <laughs> well, I am. I am the classic. I just want to be left the fuck alone. Yeah, that's me too. Leave me alone. ATF, the government, the police, everybody. Leave me alone. If you're gonna come around here, I'm gonna fuck you up. 
<laughs> you know, plain and simple. I think we get, I think we get... <laughs> alone. I feel like the ATF mm-hmm. is. I, I don't know. I don't think the ATF is ever out to help you. I'm just going to throw that out there. They're not. They're not out there to help anybody. <laughs> no, there, I mean, I'm sure there are good agents within the. Yeah, facility. There, I mean, I've I've got friends that work or worked at ATF that I still talk to and I still see and you know anytime they need anything I'll help them out um some of the agents are cool dudes or whatever they don't you know they're not caught up in all this stuff some it's just like everything else some people think the yeah. way that we do and then there's always the person who gives them like a sense of power because yeah. you know it's like the person who's a doctor and everything in life they explain to you listen I'm a doctor and this is why you shouldn't tie your shoelaces like this. Yeah. You know, there's always you know. there's always those kind of people. So because they have that power, they're you know, they're out you know, there trying my, to exercise it on you. My problem is most of the ATF agents mm-hmm. don't know shit about guns. Yeah, yeah. And and I do gunsmithing. Mm-hmm. So they come in here and they try to tell me about gunsmithing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how long have you been a gunsmith? <laughs> well, what do you mean? How I'm long have you been doing gunsmithing? I've been doing it since 1986. Mm-hmm. Full time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a jackass. Shut your mouth. This is how it is. Well, the rule of ATF, I don't give a shit what ATF says. It can't be done that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Change your so- damn rules. Bringing, bringing us back full circle to the MP5s and how the ATF is flip-floppy as hell, uh, uh, Richard, I'm sure, knows that for the last 30 years, since 1986, the ATF has said, uh, a pin, a third pin, or the pin on the front, can't have that. That makes a machine gun. If your receiver has that pin up there, can't have that. It's a machine gun. All of a sudden, back in 2012, when POF started importing MP5s that have front pins, oh, it's okay, because... Well, they're going to start putting this little block in here and machining their their thing. There's a block that you can't use a full auto. Yeah. But it's like, you guys can't just make shit up on the fly, which is what they do all the time. I think that's yeah. I think that's a lot of what goes on. Though. Well, I mean, you know, it's like ATF uh, with the Uzis. If an Uzi submachine gun, transferable registered Uzi submachine gun, still has a semi-auto blocking bar in it. I cannot, I cannot destroy the bolt, the slotted bolt, and then take the blocking bar out of the receiver. So it's done right. So, so for anybody out there that isn't aware, Uzis, there are post-sample Uzis, or I'm sorry, pre-sample Uzis that you can buy that have a blocking bar and then a bolt that is slotted to go past the blocking yeah. bar. <laughs> so, so uh, instead of taking it, taking the blocking bar out at the time, the person, whoever made those, just went, I oh, will just mill a slide. We'll just mill the, the side of the bolt out. And then it'll go yeah. around the blocking bar. I had ATF law enforcement division and their legal division telling me, please, Richard, we know you get all these Uzis in. Destroy the bolt so you don't have two machine guns. Because a slotted bolt is a machine gun by itself. And take that blocking bar out. That way, there's no way in hell that slotted bolt will find its way into an illegal gun. Won't happen. Doesn't exist. 
Tech branch said, no, that's creating a new machine gun. (laughs) The head legal counsel for the Southeast United States said, we were on a phone conversation, all of us, said, if you think I'm going to go in front of a goddamn judge and say, he took this transferable machine gun, here's the freaking paperwork, cut the bolt, the slotted bolt, and then took the blocking bar out. He made an illegal machine gun. (laughs) Out of a machine gun. I made a machine gun out of a machine gun. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Durfoot Racing says Zenith has all the pins. Yes. So that's the thing is Mm -hmm. the ATF just started (laughs) flip-flopping and going, well, you know, if you put this, again, it's a blocking bar sort of thing that goes into the receiver and you can't have a a full auto trigger pack go in there because the, uh, the trip won't go down. That's legal now. But it's yeah. like, well, what? And then, 10, and then, give me ten minutes. I'll make that gun full auto. I'll exactly. Put, I'm like a full auto pack and put it on that. Gun. I'm like, you got the people <laughs> making these rules don't don't know anything about nope. what what they're doing. They don't. It doesn't make any sense. And it's all useless. Someone that wants to do something <laughs> readily. What's the what's the term that they use? It can't be readily converted to a machine gun. Like that's their phrasing. Uh, to make it to semi-auto, it can't be readily converted. I was like, seriously, you give me a, a TIG welder in about an hour, I can make anything you want. Whether yeah. legal or illegal, I can make anything. You know, the, the, the other funny thing about the Uzis and tech brands saying I can't take the blocking bar out, if I get an Uzi in for repair and the blocking bar, the front weld is broken, so it's kind of hanging there and it's jamming the gun up. I can take it, cut the bolt, so I don't have two machine guns, and then take the rest of the blocking bar out. That that counts because it's, I can do that. But if somebody <laughs> sends a gun in where it's not flopping around, I can't do it. <laughs> it doesn't make any. Sense. You guys are a bunch of freaking idiots. It does. It doesn't make. It doesn't make any sense. The ATF no, is. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a look because I can see those guns behind you. Tell the folks out there. Oh yeah, what you uh, what we can, who can guess there. before he says what those three are. Who in the chat can guess them from left to right to top? Yeah, so um, we yeah, we'll one, give the people we'll give the people two. some time. Exactly. Well, Hank, you better be careful. That yeah. broom may become an assault broom, and then yeah. uh, you won't like Don't it. Don't assaultize your broom, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Don't assaultize your broom. So we'll let you guys take a look here at, at uh, BWE Firearms, at his uh, arsenal over here, while he strokes the broom <laughs> gently. Um, and by the way, while you guys, while you guys are doing all that, if you're if you're on other social media, make sure you go check out BWE Firearms. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. He's on Parler. He's on LinkedIn now. Make sure you guys go yeah. check him out. Follow. I think I'm on most of them, and it's all a variation of mm-hmm. uh, either BWE Firearms or Richard Hoffman. Yeah, I tried to keep it. Yeah, and we're waiting so, for the folks out there to tell us. Tell us what you see. Dirtfoot. Dirtfoot almost has it right. HK21. He's close. HK21 on top. SG44 MP5. Okay. Our minute axis got the bottom two, but what's on top? Yeah. And What's... Hank, when when I told when when uh when I told Hank what that was on top, he was like, oh okay, oh okay. I was like, yeah. what? What? That is yeah. the most amount of awesome. Why can't you just okay me? Can I tell you a little secret? When we're doing this, you're just sitting there talking, having a good old time. I'm actually switching and looking at what people are saying and doing all kinds of other stuff. But 
you know. I, I think Dirtfoot Racing has one letter wrong, or he's missing a letter. He says MP44, <laughs> MP5. No, no, yep. no, Dirtfoot. Walter said uh, HK21. Oh. Uh, and, and I guess in that configuration... Uh, Night Train says STG44-ish. Yep. Yep, bottom, bottom left is STG44. Real yeah. deal, by the way. Real that is deal. not a... Yeah, that's the one that... I have a video shooting just a couple of rounds. Uh, Hank's getting yeah, nervous over yeah, there. I, I already switched, I already switched <laughs> away from him. I have no I'm idea. Just, I'm he, just trying to read the caliber. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just see Hank's eyes get wide, and he starts like, oh, yeah. no. What no, is no, he up no. to over uh, there? <laughs> I, guess, I guess in that configuration. Like Richard decided to go over there and hump his machine. His, yeah, uh, I decided to go rogue. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so as it sits, what is it? What's as it sits. It's in uh, 7.62 by what? 54. It's three, uh, it's three away. Yeah, yeah, it's three away. Mm -hmm. um, but it also has the 223 conversion for it. So it's an HK 21E. 21E. Yep, that's it. Yep. So super cool. I actually got to look at this last time I was over there. Mm -hmm. HK 21E. Uh, it is fully convertible between it's belt fed first off it's a belt yep. fed machine gun or will be a belt fed machine gun once the once the register sear goes in there mm -hmm. um but it's convertible between 223 and 308 so that same gun can fire either 223 you change out the block and the barrel yeah, and some the, other stuff. the bolt the barrel and the feed tray and it shoots uh, 308 or yeah. 762 so which is so, mm -hmm. So a couple of things. Uh, Walter Dirtfoot Racing says STG MP. It's all the same. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Night Train says. So do I get a prize or something? Richard, what's the prize? Oh God, no! Oh, 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 no prizes! Oh, no oh. prizes! Yeah. Okay. There's your prize. <laughs> yeah. No refunds on that one. Oh, no. No refunds on that. <laughs> do I need to get closer? Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> Virtualized children. Interestingly enough, last time I was down in Orlando, uh, yeah. I got to hold uh, a thirty-something thousand-dollar piece of bent steel. That is one of Richard's customers' uh, full-auto sears for an MP, whatever HK gun, HK set of guns. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about for anybody that's never seen one. It's about you know yay big, and serialized. It's uh, thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand, depending on how the market's looking. Yeah, and you know, little tiny thing. I have a picture on Instagram. If somebody wants to go look at my Instagram, there's a picture. Um, you know what I was thinking here while we're while we're talking about this? Uh, whatever happened to that gun, that uh, Max gun you were working on? How's that coming? I think I have it figured out. Okay. I contacted Mac a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, or something, and said, "I think I got it figured out." Mm-hmm. I want to try it on your gun now. Oh. I had, <laughs> you know, I had some special weapons guns that I was trying it on. Mm, mm. You know, because who gives a shit if I screw those up? You know, mm, mm -hmm. they're screwed up to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, and he said, yeah, yeah, sounds, sounds right. Sounds reasonable. Let's go ahead and give it a try. So oh, okay. I performed brain surgery on a couple hobos. I think I know yeah. how to perform brain surgery on you. 
So come on in. Let's get the scalpel out. <laughs> Let's see. What are we well, showing? Well, that's here? that's a factory bolt. And see, there's no fi- and, there's and just no let lip the folks the know out there the what's what Max gun is again. His gun is a semi-auto um, MK760. Okay. So a clone of a clone. Yep. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the bottom of the bolt face doesn't have the feed lip on it. Mm-hmm. Problem is the extractor, well, on he, on the MKs, the extractor is at the 12 o'clock position. So there's nothing to hold the round on. It just slips right off the bolt face. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. How is it? How should it be? It should be like this one. Where there's a lip. See, I welded yeah. the lip up mm. and that. You take that on and then machined it in? Yep. Fuck me. <laughs> so and I, I didn't harden it because I, I was just proof of concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it did bend out a little bit. But on his, I'll go through and reharden everything and, okay. you know. But he said, yeah, let's go ahead and try it. You know, it's not going to make it any worse. That's for damn sure. Yeah, by the way, everyone's throwing up now. We're getting lots of throw-up symbols uh, <laughs> rolling up in the thing. Spin Smash the thumbs-ups for that. For what? <laughs> Smash the thumbs-ups. Len Holt says, wow, what a thumbnail. I don't know yeah. if I could actually bring myself to make that the thumbnail. i got to sit there the on thumbnail. Photoshop for... At least a half an hour trying to make that thumbnail. I don't know. Put some lipstick on. Oh, no. <laughs> you want a little tongue action? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Seriously. Patrick, Patrick, it's late. It's Patrick, Friday for crying out loud. No, thanks. Patrick, look. Wait, oh, no, 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 no. No, thank you. Listen, yeah. Hank's the one. It's his gun. He's got to look. I don't got to look. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, oh, by the way, Brian Q, Brian Quick says, Hank, go check out pictures of the Aston Martin Victor. Aston Martin Victor. Uh, let me see. I think I did look that up, actually. Uh, it's pretty sexy. Pretty sexy. <laughs> Here, let's see if I could throw this up on the screen for the peoples. See that? That's a sexy-looking car. Hold on. Let's see. 12 Wood trim supercar. Yeah, that's, you know, that's nice. But what does that cost? That's the thing. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the cost is on that. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't own something like this. Looking at like the the hand stitched leather trim, I would fuck this up. I would not be able to keep this in like pristine condition. I've got you know the hand stitched leather trim. It's not it's not a big deal. It's tougher than I, you think. Oh man, I feel like I would scratch everything up. In Let's there. see if we can. Uh, here's the from the back end. You, you go. gotta drive. That's it like the best way to look at it, you know. Yeah. When right you're there. looking at things, that the back diffuser. End. That's a massive diffuser right there. Just say that, and it looks like the um, the tail, the the uh, exhaust pipes are coming out on the side. On the side. Hey, the of way the car. you say the way you say exhaust makes me laugh every time. Why? Why? What do I say? The way you say it. Exhaust. Exhaust. It's like oh. guitar instead of guitar. <laughs> guitar? Yeah. Exhaust. I almost said it today. I was shitting you not. I almost, I was talking on the phone to a friend of mine. I was talking to Jeff today on the phone. We were talking about um, the, your exhaust and what you're looking at getting. And I, as I went to say the word exhaust, I almost said exhaust like, like you do. I was like, no, no. It's exhaust. Uh, Durfort Racing says, looks like a Mustang. A little bit. It's like a, it's a little Mustang-ish. A lot more. Yeah, They're Mustang has nice lines. It's um, it's just a lot lower. 
you know. And more expensive. Yeah. And, uh, you gotta drive it like you stole it. Oh, let's look, take a look at the interior here. Here's the interior. Hold on, come on. Open that up. Open. Let's see. Yeah. Um, is that a stick shift? Looks like I would imagine. Looks so. like it's a stick. Yeah. Looks cool. Looks cool. Um, is it one of those electronic sticks with no clutch? Probably. Um, no. I mean, it looks. I saw linkage and everything there, so. Night Train says it looks like a, a Dodge Viper. Kind of Dodge Viper look to it. I, I haven't really seen the stats here, but yeah, it looks good. I think it looks good. Aston Martin Vanquish, not bad. Not bad. Um, you know, uh, I, I, when I went to the dealership today, I saw another Audi R8 over there. But, you know, I'm not allowed to look at it. <laughs> Get in trouble. Do they have a new one? No, it's a it's a used one like the one that I had, except it's uh, a lot cheaper. But I'm apparently not allowed to even. I'm not even allowed to have this conversation about it. So uh, let's see. You gotta work a little harder on taking care of your wife. Yeah, <laughs> making sure I stay alive. <laughs> yeah, you don't wanna uh, don't wanna get jammed up in the middle of the night. And you work hard enough, and she might say, yeah, baby, you go ahead and you get your little toy. You deserve it. I'm so glad oh, Lola doesn't no. talk to me like that. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm so happy for that. Uh, so, listen, I think I sent this to Patrick. I don't know if you saw this, Richard, but I'm going to share this here. Um, let's see if we could get Let's see if we could get this up on the screen. Okay, there we go. White GWU. George Washington University professor of African studies who faked being black her entire career only confessed online days after other black scholars started questioning her background. And uh, here's the headlines. Jess Jessica Krug revealed in a uh, Medium blog post on Thursday she's actually white and that she's been deceiving her friends and colleagues. The 38-year-old says she had publicly identified as black throughout her career. George Washington, George Washington University said it currently it's currently investigating the blog post, but refused to comment any further. Um, and uh, it's since been claimed Krug only came clean on Thursday after realizing that several scholars have started questioning her background. Um, and there she goes right there. She's probably written books and all kinds of stuff. And uh, she's been claiming to be black, but just actually Jewish. What the hell is wrong with these people? So Academia is so fucking retarded. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. In the most inappropriate, uncouth way I can say it, academia is fucking retarded. Because well, they, want... they breed these people. They bring these people in and hoist them onto pedestals and say, look yep. at this. Look at this. This great, amazing black historian. They are a scholar of black. Oh, wait, that person's no. white and Jewish? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just want everybody to know that I'm an African-American, Native American, Jewish beaner. <laughs> dad, oh my God, my dad one time told a woman, what did he Did I miss anybody? <laughs> he was, <laughs> he he was people, like, but okay. what was he doing? He came out of Walmart and this woman, he said, kept targeting him when he would leave Walmart asking to look in his bag. Like, you know, because some of the Walmart checkers yeah. want to check to make sure you ain't stealing shit. Yeah. So she kept 
every time he went in there. Everybody else is walking past him, and she would always. But your dad has that criminal look to him. I guess so. So he (laughs) (laughs) he looked at her because my dad doesn't give a shit. I guess and looked at her and says, "You're targeting me because because I'm a black bald eagle," and like yelled it to the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) And the woman was just like. Go on. Have a good night. Have a good night. Yeah. That's fun to do. Oh, God. Especially when you're as white as I am. Yeah. And you look at the people and you start yelling at them. And they're just like, You're just doing this because I'm black. This person's crazy. This person's crazy. Get them out of the store. Yeah. I'm sure she just did that to get the job. So imagine her over there, like, I'm guessing that the job, first of all, they wanted to have hire an african-american so she's like yeah i'm african i'm african-american you can hire me but it, but you know what you know what's crazier all the students that she's had over 20 years that <laughs> haven't realized like oh, hold on a second what's what's happening here what, what, you, know, what was you just have saying? a tan you know um you what did you say what was her name or did you said you linked it um, I sent it to you here. I'll I'll uh, copy this. This is a Daily Mail article. I'll copy it and put it in our internal Drop chat. Drop it in because I want to see. You, does she does she it. look like super tan or something? No, like... no. She just has a tan. She's obviously doing a tan, you know, to keep the whole the, she the whole thing look like going. At all. Yeah. How how does this... this? How does anybody fall for that? She doesn't even look close to being black. Yeah. Yeah, so the the funny that I don't know, man. I don't know. It just shows how ridiculous all this stuff is, anyway, right? The only thing she's got going in her favor is a wide, the like wide flared out nostrils. But yeah. that's not but enough. Who's to getting, make her- you know what I always wonder? Who goes and gets those kinds of degrees anyway? Like, or who's who? Why do you need to have to go do that class if you're a black person? Or yeah, maybe I, it's someone else that has to do that class, so it doesn't matter. But it's not black people taking those classes. Yeah. It's these little white girls taking them. Yeah. Dirtfoot Racing says all the students have been ripped off. Yeah. Yep. You know, I would I would say you guys owe me money. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, at the end of the day, I guess it just doesn't really matter, right? It's all BS anyway. It, it's it, like Kwanzaa. It, it, oh, yeah. Kwanzaa's oh, not freaking real. No, yeah. yeah. Kwanzaa's made <laughs> Yeah. Just, I Kwanzaa, mean. Kwanzaa, what the hell is that? Do you have any idea... Have you like? Do you have any history on Kwanzaa, Hank? Do you know why it was created? Because I don't. I think it was created back in the '60s or something like that to give black people a a, a, just a black holiday holiday to celebrate at the end of the year. Yeah, and I don't think it was the '60s. I think it was more late '70s, '80s. Yeah, we could look it up. Let's. uh, You want to look it up? Do you want my the researcher to look it up for you? Yeah, yeah. Wikipedia that for us (laughs) should be fun. Hold on, let me see here. I could probably. Pull up Kwanzaa. It's so, so 1966. Ridiculous. There you go. First celebrated in 1966. Yep. Um, so let's let's see here. Um, are you going to read it? Uh, and basically, they ripped off a bunch of things. Because if you look here, I'll show the you candles, guys. The candles are Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. you know what we want? We want to celebrate as black people for for set for a whole week. We want to celebrate. I don't know what actual, like, what black parent was like, oh, yes, I want to give my kids gifts for an entire week. For a week. week. <laughs> Plus, I want to also have to give them Christmas gifts. Kwanzaa yeah. is an annual celebration of African-American culture held from December 26th to January 1st. So, yeah, it's doubling up with Christmas. Mm-hmm. Culminating in a gift-giving and feast of faith, citation needed, called Kur- 
Karamuya Imani. Uh, it was created by Malana Karinga. Karinga. Yeah. And first celebrated in 1966. Yeah. His real name is Ronald McKinley Everett. You're kidding me. Are you serious? Yes. I'm looking I'm looking at it. His real oh name my is God. But he made himself Maulana Karenga. I don't get that. Mama say Mama Sa Mamakusa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. He was born in Parsonburg, Maryland, the fourteenth fourteenth <laughs> child and seventh son in the family. Everyone this is, is why he hated his family. That's yeah. why he did this nonsense. Place. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Maryland. That's too funny. Yeah. It's not even like the South. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. So to go back to the Kwanzaa thing, let's see here. It was created, created, and first celebrated in 1966. Uh, here, I'll show you guys if you if you need to see this here. Kwanzaa has become more commercialized while it's become more commercialized. It started that way. <laughs> observance of the holiday has waned. No. Uh, American Mulana Karenga created Kwanzaa in 1966 during the aftermath of the Watts riots um, as a specifically African-American holiday. Karenga said his goal was to give blacks an alternative to the existing holiday and give blacks an opportunity to celebrate themselves and their history rather than simply imitate the practice of the dominant society. Kwanzaa is a celebration with its roots in Marxism. Is it really? Yes, and in black separatism. Oh my God, uh, why for is it Karenga, always a major figure in the black power movement of the, of the 60s and 70s, the creation of such holidays also underscored the essential promise that you must have a cultural revolution before the, viol the violent revolution. It goes on here. So there were these why riots. Why is it always Marxism? Yeah, so there were these... There were these uh, riots and everything and instead of actually trying to figure out stuff and solve stuff they're like hey you know what we do we just give you a freaking holiday yeah uh, give you your own holiday everything's okay now yeah you know abracadabra yeah um so according to karenga the name kwanzaa derives from the swahil phrase matunda ya kwanzaa meaning first fruits of the harvest so made up that name <laughs> I, does he realize that you can't there's nothing growing December 26th. The growing season is well past. Yeah. There's no harvest. Done. There's no yeah. harvest on December yeah, even 26th. down here in Florida. No, there's no <laughs> harvest. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about all of that is people, you know, um, including Africans, had uh, different religions and things like that. So, you know, um, yeah. It's all ridiculous. All <laughs> ridiculousness that uh, people get involved in. Let's see. Um, yeah, so anyway, I thought that was funny with that chick, you know, when all of the stuff that they're giving you is fake, don't be surprised that they're fake. Yeah. Okay. Don't be surprised by that. You know, when people are just creating things and making up stuff. Unless, honestly, unless you're going to, and I'm going to tell my kids this, hopefully things change by then, but I'm probably going to have to tell my kids this. Unless you're going for an engineering degree, a mathematics degree, pre-med and or med or you decide to go into a field like um, uh, plumbing electrician construction where you can actually welding where you can make good money or become a, a gunsmith or some sort of smith it, it, college almost feels useless i have a psych degree and it feels very useless to me yeah mm -hmm. i learned nothing but marxism and and 
how to supplant your your government, and then that's it. <laughs> I don't. I didn't come away with anything. And of course, for me, it's because I didn't follow through into the medical side of it. Mm-hmm. But your basic degrees, unless it's something that actually makes money, I don't see it anymore. Yeah. yeah. And and most of it is horse crap anyway. Mm-hmm. Even the you know even the engineering degrees, you know, I mean it just. I've got um, guys who work for NASA, mm-hmm. who work for some of the other NASA contractors that'll call me up just to shoot the shit, you know, run some ideas past me and stuff. Hey, what would you do? How would you make this? How, you know, mm-hmm. these guys are, you know, they're rocket scientists and they're calling <laughs> me. And, because it and doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. None of no, nothing. The letters that come after your name mean nothing. No. If you are a skilled person in your craft, in your trade, doesn't right. matter and, what comes after your name. And well, you know these guys are my age and older, mm-hmm. and they're saying these engineers coming you know, out of college, they're coming out of school. Can't even figure theirself out of a paper, wet paper bag. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's like uh, my mom used to say that there's street sense and there's book sense. It's yeah. true. No, there, it's it's very true. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that are very book smart, and you know just don't have the they don't but they're not actually creative enough for their minds to be able to take things and turn it around and do stuff with it. Right. It's it's not to say that we don't need it at all. I think that um, you know. <laughs> You got to be able to balance those things out, right? And and ultimately, I think as as we go forward here, people are going to agree more and more with what Patrick said that a lot of that is a waste of time. It doesn't really actually yep. um, do that much for you, except uh, help you spend a ton of money that you got to pay back somehow. It's it's like um it, you know it's it's like this. It's to me, it almost feels like this self-serving cycle of yeah. You got to get this thing so you have a degree so you can make more money. Mm-hmm. And then when you're at the top of the thing, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to hire some peon. I want to hire somebody that went to Harvard. I want yeah, somebody yeah. that went to my alma mater. Yeah. So it's this like cycle of people that when the people a club. Hiring, it becomes a club when you're does, when you're interviewing yeah. people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did you go? Oh, Yo, you, you went here? Oh, don't worry. You're in. Oh, yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll talk to some people. Yeah. When, when really, really honestly, three things. I'll say three things it comes down to. Getting a good job. Three things. Take this snippet for anybody watching, for any youngins out there watching, because I'm not even at the end of my career, but luck. There's a lot of luck involved. Being at the right place at the right time, um, having an opportunity come up, there is a lot of luck involved. Skill. Having the skill set so you're not just BSing your way into the front door, knowing what you're doing, and then knowing the right people. There is a lot of knowing the right people, and some of that is just working in the industry I didn't know Richard a year ago, and now I know the right people. So whenever I have a gunsmithing question, I know who to call, <laughs> you know? Right. But those those are the three things. There's a lot of luck involved. Yeah, There's luck, a lot or, of or we could yeah. say luck is also timing, but yes. Timing, yes, yeah, yeah. same thing. Where opportunity. It's just the planets align mm-hmm. and opportunity shows itself. Mm-hmm. But it's, having it's, the damn skills is really important. You can't be just a nobody and go, I want to be the top of your at, at this company. It's like... You need to prove that you know what you're doing. You need to have a skill set, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Rich. And, you know, that's the one problem is, you know, so many of these young kids, they want to start on the top. I get them in here all the time. Can't. I want to be a gunsmith. Okay. 
you know, and my basic thing is I'll just sit there and, you know, shoot the shit with them. Mm-hmm. And while I'm doing that, I take a 1911 or a M16, whatever I happen to have on hand, completely strip it down, complete, mm-hmm. lay it all out on the table as I'm doing it. And I just look at them and say, put it back together. I've yet to have a single one of them even try. Really? They just, oh, well, I can't do that. Well, why the hell are you here? Mm-hmm. I am. Um, one major takeaway, and I, I don't claim to be a gunsmith. I don't claim to be a machinist. I don't claim to be any of those things for anybody watching. I'm just a dude in a garage making shit. That's all I am. Um, but one thing that, one takeaway that I remember, a YouTube gunsmith, I can't remember his name. He used to work with um, CN Arsenal, uh, Novak, I think is his last name. Um, one of his points that he always made, because he did a Q&A on, oh, you want to be a gunsmith. What do I look for when I find apprentices? Mm-hmm. Is you have to have the attitude of, when, especially when you're talking about smithing old guns like that. The part doesn't exist. It, it doesn't mean go out on the internet and try to find a part. It means get your ass in there and learn to make it. Mm-hmm. Yep. If the part doesn't exist anymore, or you can't find it, or whatever, you can't just give up. It's... I, he, what his point was, was I like to find guys that when I give them a problem, they go, oh, I'll just go on the lathe. I can make that. That's not a big deal. Or I can go. I'll, I'll take all that and then mill it, and it'll be perfect. It's brand new. So mm-hmm. that was a big takeaway for me. Anytime I look for things that are broken, I'm like, I got I always have to remind myself, it's not about going and buying Legos off the internet to plug in to make things work. Sometimes it's about that shit doesn't exist or it doesn't exist the way I want it. So I need to make it work with the tools that I have downstairs. Mm-hmm. Let me. Uh, so Walter made this comment, uh, Dirtfoot Racing. He says, the only problem is the thousands of degreed fools all thinking they're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things I would say, and he says, he goes on to say, most with zero experience of anything, never had any yeah. job. Um, and it all depends on what job you're going for, right? There's some jobs that we have in society that you have to have a certain level of education. Uh, doctors, lawyers kind of fall into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want somebody poking around inside me that hasn't gone to med school. <laughs> yeah, you have to go to med school. Then, you, you know, you got to graduate from there. You have to get – you have to take boards, get licenses. You've got to intern or whatever it's called. Uh, what's the medical thing called? I forgot. Lola, Lola went through all that stuff. Um, and then she does it now. Like she has uh, – what's that called, Lola? What do you have to do with the pharmacy people nowadays? Is Lola here? Take no, drugs. Actually, Lola's not here. She's not here. Take drugs. You have yeah. to do kind of like a – I don't know if it's an internship or like a residency kind of thing. Residency, yep. Yeah. So you have to do that in the medical field and, you know, when it, law and other things like that out there. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Right. Then there's a lot of other jobs that like imaginary jobs people would like to get that they get degrees, but it doesn't automatically mean you're getting hired to do that job. And even Mm -hmm. if you do, it takes more than that degree that you have to actually do the job. So that's what Richard's talking about, where someone has that engineering degree, but they don't know the practical side of actually taking a thing and making it into one thing and making it into another thing. Um. But and a lot of times that works, right? You can at least be the boss and sit in the office while someone else is making that. But not everyone's going to get those jobs. And the world that we're sitting in today, it 
it um, it doesn't really lead to that. So where do all all the degrees that people are getting? Where does it end up? I think I think one thing that Toilet. yeah, mm-hmm. I think one thing sadly that we've fallen away from as well mm-hmm. <clears throat> is apprenticeships. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I'm I'm lucky that I have Richard to call whenever something goes wrong. I can call him up and be like, "How do I do this?" Like, there's probably a proper way. How do I do this? But not everybody has that. Yeah. And a lot of guys just don't want to deal with an apprentice. Yeah. And also, like, I, I, feel, I, I uh, you know, I have to say this. You know, you're forgetting the other apprenticeships that you've done. You're forgetting about Walter and me. Mm-hmm. You apprentice mm-hmm. under Hank yeah. Strange a little bit. You know, it's funny. <laughs> it's a little off topic, but um, I had a guy come by today because uh-huh. I forgot. He's um, uh, he knows me from Instagram, and he realized I was local. He's a uh, AK builder as well. Okay. And he picked. Up, he was the guy that that introduced us to these parts kits. These HK parts kits. Oh right. Okay. I forgot to give him a couple parts when he for the bending jig. So he came by and picked him up today, and I was talking to him. I was like, "How do you know me? Like, how did you find me?" And he was like, oh, I just looked on Instagram and then I found your videos and then I – and it kind of hit me that – because I still feel that most of the people that know me know me through your content. Mm -hmm. Like – but it's getting beyond that at this point where people – I'll be like, oh, yeah, Hank worked on this. And he's like – people will be like, who's who's Hank? I don't know who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you didn't find me through Hank. I, I actually have people that, that found me through other means, and it's mm-hmm. weird. It's really weird. Well, ultimately, that's the thing about the internet of what's going on. There's just so much stuff out there nowadays that yeah. you just have to figure out who you are, mm-hmm. do that, put that out in the world, and people will identify with that and connect to that. That's um, the craziest thing is yeah. I learned the basics from Hank, and then it kind of just it goes. You just let it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But and, and there's a there's a there's more and more things that you just have to be able to do these things. And sometimes the best way to do it, you have to have an aptitude for it, a desire to do it. But the best way to do it is to jump in, start doing it, go through do it. It's, uh, I, I can tell you this right now. Sam Andrews. OK, I mean, he's been making leather holsters and things like that for 40 years. I, I when I was ta- the last time I was out there, he told me that. Um, there's people that are afraid to even sew on that sewing machine that he uses. And he's like, I'm trying to find someone who can even do this. When they, when they look at this machine it's, and they look at him, and that's why the last time I did a video, I try to show, like, he's dancing because he's doing stuff with his foot down here and he's doing this thing. And that's a machine that will stitch it's you a, into that thing. It's yeah. a skill. It's a hard <laughs> skill. Yeah. yeah, but to find a person brave enough to say, because imagine how many times... Sam got stabbed up by that needle. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know, to say, oh, yeah. Sewed his fingers together. <laughs> yeah, right, you know. So there's, and those things, like a lot of stuff nowadays, you could push a button and I guess something gets made. But things of real quality that have like a soul to it, it's not that easy. So um, I, I try to make a point on <clears throat> my content of showing yeah. screw-ups because I feel like for me, the best way that I learn is by doing. Mm-hmm. And when you're that type of person, you're going to get in over your head sometimes and you're going to break things. Mm-hmm. So learn by breaking your own shit before you break a customer shit and then have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. Uh, so Walt says, I got your apprenticeship. Get some good books. Start reading. Um, it really depends on what you're doing, but yeah, a lot of things out there, if you want to do it, the way to do it is to start you doing just, it. You have to get yeah. your hands on and just get in there and try. You yeah. know, one of the problems is 
the government won't let you do. Well, like I looked into having an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Government won't let me do it. Really? Oh, you you have to pay them, you know, oh, I going wage and all yeah, this. Right. No, I'm teaching them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're the going to be my bitch. Days, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. There's still they people doing education. This, there's still people doing that kind of stuff. You have to be willing to do it. A lot of times, and I was even looking at a car video the other day of a guy that has a pretty big car channel. And then there was a young guy there, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm trying to be like you. I want to get some of the secret sauce from you. You know, I got like two, no. vid- I got like two videos out there." And so the the guy that had the channel was was laughing, and he was like, "You know what the secret sauce is? I don't even really know what I'm doing." And I laughed because that sounds like a brush off, but at the same time, there's a, there's a truth to it that ultimately the way to do these things is to jump in. And do and it, do it, and figure it out for yourself. So, like with Patrick and myself, yeah. Patrick knows how to shoot video and do whatever, you know. But but ultimately, <clears throat> he was coachable enough to go, okay, I'm gonna have my own thing, and I'll get mm-hmm. out there and do it, and then do it and do it over and over and over and over again until I find what works for me. Yeah, because it's not the same for everyone, you know. Um, so that, see, that's the thing that I'm learning from YouTube is. Don't pretend like don't don't emulate the top dog. He's already found that niche. He's yeah. already filling that niche. Mm-hmm. Do what you do, and if people like you, people will follow you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm finding. Yeah, just be yourself. Just try to be like you know who you are, and uh, mm-hmm. you know I don't. It's kind of tough to have this conversation if you don't know what like you know. Maybe we're talking to people that don't want to know anything about it, don't care about that particular yeah. aspect of it. But I think it goes into all things like what you do, Richard. If someone wants to be a gunsmith, they've probably been working on things. Yeah. You know, before they ever... If they're, if it's just some crazy idea because some something that you're doing or something they've seen somewhere else, and they're like, oh, I want to be like that because that person's got money and they're, rolling, they're doing all of this, you're, you're looking at step, you know, 10,001, Instead of starting at step one and like, oh, I like taking things apart, figuring out Mm -hmm. how they work, fixing them or making things and and all of that. So and that's going away in the world. Mm -hmm. I love uh, burning myself with a TIG torch. I really love cutting myself, (laughs) uh, crushing myself in a lathe, uh, cutting my fingers on the mill, um, leaning on something after welding it and going, oh, fuck, that's really hot. What was I thinking? I love it. I love all of it. Yeah. Um, Richard, I guess it does cause, it does need a certain amount of ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. A certain amount of ignorance. Uh, have you, how much damage have you done to yourself, Rich, over the years? Not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You got uh, all your parts, right? You got all your fingers. Yeah, I got digits. all my parts. You know, okay. I've lost uh, a little bit of the tip of this finger. Okay. And I mean a little bit. It was down to the meat, hmm. and I just put a cu- you know couple of band aids over it. Uh, this finger, I peeled it from here, all the way to the bone over. Hmm. Uh, you know, little super glue, some duct tape. Hmm. We're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, that's when I was living with my parents and went home and my stepfather who was a surgeon looked at it and he's like what'd you do to your finger oh, i laid it open today mm-hmm. let me see it 
looked at it and he's like, super glue and tape. Yep. You're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He said, you, you know, if you really want a couple of stitches, I'll give you stitches, but you don't need it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, a couple of burns on my Instagram account. If, if you go to the, some of the oldest posts, I think it was right here on this arm. I've got a burn mark. What'd you touch? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, into? I had just finished welding a bayonet lug on a micro Uzi and I <laughs> dropped the receiver and I grabbed it mm. and put the bayonet lug right there. Hank has a nice battle scar from a hot suppressor. Yeah, suppressors, yeah. Will, suppressors will get you to that. How did you, Richard, who did you learn from? You know, how did you start to actually to go back? How did you start doing this? Well, and, the, the you know. funny thing is when I was a kid and I'm talking seven, eight years old, mm-hmm. I think I got the gun when I was six and it was an old uh, uh, Stevens Maynard Jr. single shot 22 mm-hmm. with a broken firing pin. Mm-hmm. And... You know, they gave it to me because it was broken, and that was my play toy. Okay. When I was about eight, I wanted to shoot it. Mm-hmm. So we found a gunsmith, and we took it in, you know. I went and gave it to him, and I said, "I, it's got a broken firing pin. I need it fixed. And he looked at me, and he said, well, come on back. We'll make a new one. Mm-hmm. And my parents just left me there for a couple hours and we made a new firing pin. And, you know, I just sat there and watched. Mm-hmm. Um, went and, you know, I still have the damn gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, same firing pin, too. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I kind of, you know, when all the other kids wanted to be cops and firemen, I, I'd kind of like to be a gunsmith. Okay. Well, then, you know... People talked me out of it. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Nobody does that. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. What did your did, uh, What did your parents want you to be? Like, was there such a oh, thing? Oh, they like wanted they were... me to be a doctor or a lawyer. Or, you know, some stupid thing like that. I think you did the right thing. I don't want you to be my doctor. No. Can't imagine, you imagine getting a digital you check. Imagine Richard over Richard. the top of you as, as the gas mask goes on. Count back. Yep. No, 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 no. What gas mask? We're just going in raw. What gas mask? There, he's out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So then I went to after high school. I went to college, and my I was going for wildlife management up in Maine. Mm-hmm. About three quarters of the way through my first year, Maine laid off 75% of the working force. Mm. Made some phone calls, was basically told, yeah, it's a great career, but you're not going to do it here. Okay. (laughs) And it's like, well, what the hell else do I want to do? And I was reading through, flipping through an American Rifleman, and there was an ad for Pennsylvania Gunsmith School. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, if I'm going to be out of work... I might as well be out of work and something I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and that was the end of that story. I went to gunsmith school. And you went, so Pennsylvania gunsmith school, is that still yep. around? Mm-hmm. Sure is. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. How long Bobby is that? Packer. Like, is that a couple of years or? It's like uh, 18 months. Okay. It's, I think it's 2,500 hours. Okay. Is that like uh, Ivy League of gunsmith school? Because I know there's a, there's a few out there nowadays. There, there's a couple. It is, you know, there's only a handful that are worth a damn. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania gunsmith school, uh, Trinidad. I've heard, and, I've heard of Trinidad. What is that? Yeah, there. Uh, Trinidad is a. Other than like you know Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, it's a. We're not talking about that, obviously. It's a college, I think it's like an associate degree college Mm -hmm. that started a, uh, or agreed to start a gunsmith school years ago. Is it in Iowa or something like that? Uh, Colorado. Colorado, okay. And then there's the Colorado School of Trades, I think it is, Mm -hmm. which has another good gunsmith school. Okay, okay. Um, and it's, you know, you learn as chief, uh, who was the owner of Pennsylvania gunsmith school when I was there said to me at one point, he said, look, you get through this gunsmith school, mm-hmm. you you know, the, the diploma is going to say master gunsmith. Mm-hmm. You're not a master gunsmith. You're yeah. barely a gunsmith. He said, we will give you the basics. Okay. And he said, go out in the world, do this for 20, 30 years, then you can call yourself a master gunsmith. Okay. So would you call yourself a master today? Um, yeah, but people get all bitchy about it, so I don't. Okay. <laughs> you know, what makes you a master? I've been doing it for 30, 40 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You did your internship for 30 years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can put slot A into tab B. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it doesn't you know doesn't take a lot to put <laughs> to to do that. Would you? Uh, are you actually looking for people right now? Are you looking for people to come in and work with you to hire people or you know? Probably not because I don't have the room. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I'm going to hire somebody. It's going to mean I'm going to have to get a separate building, mm-hmm. you know, so I've got, you know, it's probably going to cost me five to ten grand a month more if I make that move. Mm-hmm. And unless I get the right person, I'm not going to make that money, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so it's kind of one of those. Why do it? Yeah. So My son is mm-hmm. a senior in college. Okay. And he said he wants to come work with me. Okay. What's he studying? So, uh, I think he's studying business. Business. Okay. He has uh, learning disabilities like I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got auditory processing issues. Mm-hmm. I've got dyslexia. Okay. Uh, and we sent him to Beacon College, okay. which specializes in learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. And he's just flourished there. You know, it's it's one yeah. of those who gives a crap what the degree is in. It, that's not why we sent him there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sent him to learn how to deal with his learning disabilities. Yeah. 
Once hmm. you figure out how your brain is wired, then it helps you to right. approach it, stuff, right? It, you know. it, took, it took me years. College was not mm-hmm. – uh, sitting in a class all day and studying college was not made for – like yeah. my brain isn't made for college. Mm-hmm. I did it and I got my degree. I, I'm like a C student. I'm not a good student. Really? Yeah. I have to be really, really interested in what I'm doing to give a crap about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I really have to want to work on something to work on it. Otherwise, I'm just like, I don't care. I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so we'll yeah. see what happens when my son graduates, you know, end of this year. And, you know, then it's uh, OK. You can't sit on the couch and play video games. It's time to either go get a job or get your ass out in the shop. Does he yep. come out uh, into the shop now with you on his free time and do stuff? He, he does some. OK. You know, not, you know. It's one of those, I wish he would just, oh, Dad, I want to come out here and I want to, you know, work yeah. and pester you. Can't you can't light and, that fire, you know. though. That's the problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, you know, I'm kind of <laughs> hoping after he gets done with college and because he, he's starting to realize, oh, my God. The world is coming. The world is coming. <laughs> yeah, i got to do things. <laughs> when I dropped him off, when I took him up to drop him off at college this year, when we were driving up there, he mm-hmm. he look kind of funny and i'm like nick what's wrong mm-hmm. and he's like i'm scared i said what the hell do you mean you're scared mm-hmm. you've been in the same dorm room with the same guys for three years now mm-hmm. at the same school how are you scared mm-hmm. and he's like because at the end of this year it's over mm-hmm. and i've got to get a real job and I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone it's has like, that thought. Nah, yeah. You know. Yeah, it happens to all there. of us. Yeah. It, it happens know, so to everyone. You, you're you going to have yeah. to. By the way, Lola wants me to remind you guys that there's no show Monday because it's Labor Day. So just write that down in the thing. I'm sure people will ask me again. And we'll try to yeah. notify everyone. But no show on Monday. It's Labor Day. So we'll be back Tuesday. Be back Tuesday. So. Yeah, it's, um, you know, you can't really, I found that you if you push people in a direction, they go the opposite way, right? Right. You know, if you try to push your kids to become doctors or lawyers, you know, that's I, when they I go. I go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> my dad is a, my dad's a car guy. My dad has owns a body shop, has owned a body shop since he was like, or I think he's owned it since like the, his, he was like 20, mm-hmm. uh, but it has worked at his, his dad's body shop since he was like 13. Yeah. So and family, Hank, family business. After after putting in that grill for Hank, Hank can probably attest that I fucking <laughs> hate working on cars. I do not get any pleasure out of working on cars. Yeah. He does that um, kind of stuff like he's mad. I'm like, what, what's going on? He's it was mad. not. Yeah, because it's like a chore. You're, did your dad make you do that stuff? And so you no, see, that's the thing is he never. No. Oh, okay. No, I've never had to work on cars, and I, it's okay. been, I've been lucky. Like anytime something's gone wrong, I'm just like, "Dad, here's the keys. Can you fix it?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll fix mm-hmm. it." Mm-hmm. But um, no, I have zero interest in working on cars. But on the flip side of that, I do have his mechanical aptitude. That's something that I've found out. Is I absolutely have his. There is something about certain like certain people. I feel like have a brain for mechanical things like there's a there's something about it how it works yeah you look at it you're like yeah i get i get what that guy did i see why he built it that way Mm -hmm. um but i definitely got that from my father 100 Mm -hmm. percent. i just my interest is in firearms not in cars Mm -hmm. yeah 
Um, and listen, those kinds of things can change. It doesn't mean like as you get older, oh, yeah. you won't shift. You you know won't shift and go into things. But a lot of times we like to have our own stuff. We don't necessarily want to do what our dad does. You know. Mm. Um, at the same time, this world that we're in right now is changing, and you know I guess we're going into the gig economy. And if you really want to stand out, you're gonna you know or, or make a lot of money or whatever it is or be independent. You know, yeah. you're going to have to figure out the things that you're into that no, other people aren't into that much. And you need to figure <laughs> out how to turn it into something. I keep I keep asking Richard, uh, like every time I finish a project, I'm like, hey, Richard, it's done. Am I a gunsmith yet? And he's like, eh, keep trying. Keep yeah. trying. A little long. Keep trying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, you know. Ask me in cool. about 20 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you'll be like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, go over to the old folks' home (laughs) (laughs) and say, hey, is this this it yet? And then he'll punch you in the nuts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, he's going to only get worse as he gets older. Oh, I know. That's that's what I can say about that. So... Um, I, I am definitely filling the role of the crotchety gunsmith. Yeah. Yeah. No. Really? God. Sometimes I think who's cro- who do you think's crotchetier, uh, Walter or Rich? I, I don't know. It's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. Depends on what the topic is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Walter's really crotchety. Rich actually falls into a slot sometimes where yeah. he's got like excessive crotchety genes. Yeah. That are going into effect. <laughs> Walter, you kind of got to push him to get him all the way over mm-hmm. there. He's usually pretty uh, like happy-go-lucky until you, you know, you push him into that thing. Then he could get pretty crotchety. So, <laughs> you know, it's 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 interesting to look at. It's interesting to look at. So, um, let's see here. We're 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 coming down here towards the end of the show here. I, I'm gonna look through real quick and see if there's any other like big news stuff that we want to get into here and talk about. Yeah, it's been kind of slow. I mean, which is good. riots, riots, and more riots. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's all. Yeah. I'm Prepare riots. for this this weekend. I was saying in the chat, uh, mm-hmm. Proud Boys are going to Portland this weekend, so it's going to be Antifa and Proud Boys. Yeah, there's there will be news coming out of those riots this weekend for sure. Mm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. 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 Well, you know, um, I would just like, say uh, to people you know, stay in groups. Like, stay in it, your group. It's like Batman and the Joker. They, mm-hmm. they have to have each other to exist. Mm-hmm. If one didn't exist, yeah. the other would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I would just say to people out there, I think both sides, I don't know that much about the Proud Boys, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm aware of who they are. I don't know that much about them. I guess it's the anti-Antifa. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah, like that. Something yeah. along those lines. Um, things, it, you know, this once again, this comes down to who actually has the time to do that. You know, whose life doesn't have anything going on in it that they're like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over here and fight this that's, battle. That's how I feel. I got too much yeah. shit going on this weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got things to work on. I had to go get some more damn argon today so I can get mm-hmm. some welding done. Like, I got shit going on. I do not have time to go yeah. to Portland to protest. Yeah, I'm just you glad know. you mailed my stuff over to Richard, even though you said you got accosted by a bum or something. So you want me to tell that story? We got a minute real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Richard probably will enjoy this. I uh, went out. We have a 24-hour post office here. Uh, they, they have the post postal boxes inside and a self-service counter where you can just punch the shit in and, and set a box off and it goes. Um, so it's 24 hours. So I went in. Hank reminded me. I was laying down. I was getting comfortable. And Hank was like, did you send that pa- the package out yet? And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot. I forgot. So I threw some pants on. 
and it was like 10.30 at night. Drive over to the post office, and I, 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 as I'm pulling up, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, it's empty. Nobody's in there. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm going to go in and get my shit done and go home. I walk in, and there's this, like, weird schizoid homeless dude sitting in the corner putting stamps on things. He's got, like, <laughs> he's got, like, a an old-ass Walkman with those old 80s, head, like, foam headphones and he starts talking to me, which of course, of course, everybody starts talking. I don't know why people talk to me. Sometimes I just want to be left the fuck alone. But people have to talk to me. So he's asking me things about like, the first thing he asked me was something like, are you good? And I was like, yeah, everything's going fine. He's like, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> it makes me laugh. He looks at me like with a stern face. He goes, or are you suffering? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, so, you know, being being witty, I was like, you know, a little bit of both. And I don't think he understood how you could have a little bit of both because he just looked at me. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Don't worry about it. And then he starts going, you need some tape? And I, I looked at him. I was like, I think I'm all right. And he's like, you know, when the place is open, they have tape. You can go get the tape and tape your boxes up. I got some tape. Do you need some? I can get you some tape. Do you need some tape? And I was just like, oh, I think I'm good. I, and I, I like had the box in my hand and I was like. I think it's secure. It's not going to open up. I don't think I need any tape. <laughs> he was like, okay. <laughs> the worst part is I go to walk away from him. He's sitting in the corner, and I turn around to walk away to the, the automatic machine to put the postage in. <laughs> he says something, and I wish I were making this up, but he says something like, I got some junk in that trunk or something like that. <laughs> and I was just like, I fucking, I just fucking walked away. And all I could think, all I could think was, fuck me. I left my gun at home. I'm a fucking idiot. I left my gun at home. I'm now in here with this crazy old man. And I just want to get the fuck out as fast as you possible. You out the house without your peace. No peace. Cra uh. I'm like, nobody's going to be there. I'll be good. Crazy homeless dude. Gainesville at night. Oh, God. Yeah. So all I can picture so. is, I texted Hank last night and I was like, all I can picture is me going, yeah, let me have some tape and it reaching over and then yeah. handcuffs. Yeah. Handcuffs me to the bench. <laughs> he was mad because he almost got prison raped by a hobo in the post uh, office, in the 24 yeah. hour post office. And that's my uh, fault. Yeah. And then yeah. he was, he said something. I, I don't know if he thought I had drugs or something because he was like, he's like talking to himself. He's like, Oh, they're gonna catch you anyway. So oh, they're gonna get you. And I was like, "Who's gonna get? I don't know who's gonna get me. I don't want to be got." See, <laughs> Patrick, you just don't understand. Oh God! You when when somebody's doing that kind of shit, you just you go, gotta kind of crazy. <laughs> you just gotta kind of say under your breath, you know, but loud enough so they can clearly hear it. God. Damn it! I forgot my axe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, you gotta, you gotta out crazy the crazy. That's all I can. What? Think. Yeah. You know, and oh, 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 nothing, nothing. You're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then keep talking to yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you survived. You survived. You're it fine. Did, but I wanted out of there so fast. <laughs> You're I fine. To... For <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you, you're fine though. You're fine. You survived. It's part of the saga now. You could tell your children and your grandchildren about that. Try to cost me out of twenty-four hour post office. <laughs> when they used to have them, they won't exist anymore. By, right. that, yeah. by that time. All right. Listen. Let's wrap this up here. Let's wrap this up. 
Uh, we'll go to Babyface since we already got him here. How can the people keep track of you, Babyface? Talk to you. Maybe if that dude is out there and he's looking no. at this, how can he get the digits? Patreon.com. You I'll can go sign up for my email list. I'll come. Get, I'll find you. You don't need to find me. <laughs> <laughs> Babyface P. Uh, YouTube.com/slash/BabyfaceP or Baby underscore Face P on Instagram. Whenever I get the funds together, we're going to be building an MP5. So I'll do a video yeah. on the parts kit, and then we'll, we'll yeah. roll on. Just do a right, yeah, do a regular video. You know, just show people what what it is, what your dream is of that thing. Make sure that you give me a plug in there. Oh, I want to hear. I, will. I want to hear Hank Strange. And oh, me, Lola's going to be looking. Hank Strange bought this for me, and he says I don't even owe him no, anything. No, 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 sir. Gotta give uh -uh. Hank a little strange. No, uh -uh. no, that neither. No, thanks. No, thanks. Okay, Rich, how can the people uh, keep in touch with you? Uh, it's BWE Firearms, um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, what? Uh, Parlor, Minds. Yeah, uh, you're on LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn. I'm in. I'm on LinkedIn. You know. <laughs> It's either, I think LinkedIn. I'm under Richard Hoffman because I couldn't do yeah. the business or something. Yeah, there's a lot know? of people. There's a lot of people in the gun game out there that are, um, you know, that are on LinkedIn. Some of them probably watch this. Maybe they come through the LinkedIn yeah. uh, link that we put out there and come in and watch it. So, <coughs> you know, industry people, industry people. Yeah. Oh God, I hope not. No, no, no. <laughs> this is not how I am in real life. I promise. Yes, it is. That's exactly how we yes, is it in is. real life. That's why we do this. So there's evidence. <laughs> there's evidence. Yes. Make sure you follow Richard from uh, BWE Firearms, of course. And he's gonna he's gonna have the saga of the strange of the strange HK MP5. Yep. The saga will start over there. You know, I think Rich should do some videos. Just I saying. think so. Yeah, some I'll, videos. I'll, some pictures, throw some stuff up for the people. I'll see if I can figure something out. Yeah, absolutely. And then Babyface is going to have his saga as well. So then, <laughs> once Richard posts his videos, I can go watch them and learn how to do yeah. this. Learn <laughs> how to do it, yeah. yeah. And I will do a double-fisted, dual-wielding videos. That's my uh, department. Hank, That's where I come in. Hank, I'll, I'll make sure when I do the videos to have it screwed up so yours works and when Babyface P follows my yeah, videos to like, make it, it doesn't work. Well, hold know? on a second. Both of these are mine right now, technically. Ah, okay. I, don't want that, I don't want that messed up. If I have to repo that from Babyface so that, or Lola, Lola's standing right here right now giving yeah. me a look. <laughs> Lola wants that thing working. Yeah. Just so you know, you know, Babyface will just, we'll put it in a, I'll take little pictures and send him ransom pictures. I, I, oh. <laughs> and, and I'll have to come that. up to the hacienda with my with my uh, conversion pack. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Throw that on yours. Go rock and roll. Absolutely. So we'll have all of that stuff going on out there for you guys. I'm gonna run in the end right now. Everyone, stay right there. Boom. There we go. Um, thanks for watching, guys. Stay safe out there. Uh, make sure you go to hankstrange.com. Sign up for the email list. Smash the thumbs ups here, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We're going to rip out this audio, put it up on iTunes and all the other places where you can listen to your audio uh, podcasts from. And I appreciate it, Babyface P. Make sure you follow him, Richard from BWE Firearms. Shout out to everyone out there. Thanks to Walter. Who wants the last word? Who wants the last word out there? 
Um, Babyface. Babyface P, do you have a moral of the story of going to the 24-hour post office? Don't freaking wait. Do not leave the house without a gun. Oh, oh, wait. Lola has it. What's it, Lola? Come in. Don't freaking wait to 10 p.m. at night to go. <laughs> well, I don't want to wear a mask. That's my problem. I ain't wearing no goddamn wear. mask. So wear. don't wear a mask. I go to the post office at like two o'clock every day, he's and I've yet to wear a mask. Yeah, he's just mad. Have- yeah, he lives in Gainesville, hippie town, <gasps> communist basically. It yeah. is. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you guys. You Peace. Just growl at him. We will be back Tuesday. No show Monday. We're taking a long weekend. We'll see you guys. Peace out.